0: Welcome to episode twenty-five of the Filmiac Podcast. I'm John. I'm Kevin. Jonathan. And today we're going to uh, talk about William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet, directed by Baz Luhrmann. And I, I, I'll tell you, I debated whether or not to call it that all day today because right. it is—it's called that. Like that's yeah. the yeah, name yeah. of it officially. It sounds ridiculous, though. It's like Bram Stoker's Dracula, the Coppola film, right? Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, right? Right. I guess the authors are so big that you have to mention them in the name of the movie. But anyway, uh, the the Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes starring film from nineteen ninety six. We're also going to discuss other things we watched and a few news items, and of course your feedback. And, uh, first of all, I guess we should uh, let everybody know that, uh, we're recording on a Friday instead of a Thursday. That's right. Mainly because Kevin's bosses are dicks, right? Are they dicks? Well... It seems like they're dicks. S- are we going to talk shit about the library now? just... <laughs> <laughs> In other words, just let me, just well, let me say, we were, sure. rec- we were recording at the library yeah. that Kevin works at. Yeah. And that Jordan worked at. Great setup. And, uh... Yeah, it was a fantastic setup, and Kevin got to do this, essentially get paid to do the podcast. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is, you know, a little ethically gray, but whatever. Yeah. Uh,
1: We enjoyed it, and uh, now apparently they're saying no more. No more. um, Well, the the thing is, so, yeah, I mean, at at this point, we may as well just bury everybody. So this past weekend, (laughs) a teenager... Got locked into the library, like they left, like the, all, all the staff left, Jeez. locked up the building, and there was still someone in in the building. And where were they hiding? Somewhere off in, I want to say the children's section. Like I think they were like sitting in like one of the smaller children's chairs, and apparently they somehow let themselves out. Yeah, how'd that happen? Did they like unlock one of the doors? Aren't there alarm systems and stuff? I I, I guess it might not. Apparently not. not. <laughs> They might not have armed it, because, like, we hadn't been arming it for a while, but we've started again. And so, like, sometimes you'll come in and, like, it wasn't armed the night before. And so, so like, this, you know, this kind of thing is, like, you know, coming down, like, real hard on the two supervisors who were on duty. So, like, that's, like, I, I tried to say, you know, can we just do, like, one more, you know, so, you know, we can... We can do the rest of them some someplace else, but uh, can we just do it you know this one last time? and they said no, but uh, but yeah, so because it's not directly related to the library because it's not directly and it, it's it's a funny thing too, like uh, when Jordan was taking when he was in library school, he was taking that uh, a website design class. And he was trying to get the library to uh, be the host for the film club library uh, website, and like he like like he went like all the way to the top, and like he was trying to like you know have them host it, but he wanted to ta- retain you know like a fuller control over it, and that ended up not working out. So mm. he so he did it however he ended up doing it. But yeah, so
0: well, it's unfortunate. So we won't be we won't be recording at the library anymore, yeah. ever. Today we're in Kevin's kitchen. Yeah, and it's raining outside, and it's very gloomy, and the ceiling fan is on. You can't really hear it, which is nice. You can hear it a little bit. Can you though? hear the rain? Yeah, a little. I can. I can't tell like if it's bit. in the headphones or not. But
1: yeah, I mean, um, I'm sure the mics are picking up some of it. But yeah. I don't know. This could end up being like a better setup because now we don't have to worry about people looking in at us. We can also get
0: really loud,
1: right? We can talk as loud as we want. Am I right? My neighbor is next door, so (laughs) (laughs) maybe not. Fuck. I'm just kidding. (laughs) (laughs) The best
2: part, though, don't have to drive to Griminal Springs. That's true. That's thank God.
0: That's exactly true.
1: Yeah, because you apparently like had a really rough time with that, right?
2: Well, I, I would try to go home, take a shower, uh-huh. then drive, and it's just a bitch. It's like it really is a pain in the ass. But now I just hang out for like thirty minutes after work and just come over here.
1: Okay,
0: nice. And Cause I, I'm like, I'm like one minute from work. I leave right. immediately and drive across town to get here. But that's fine. <laughs> that's the reverse of what of your old situation. Was but, it was it
1: bad for you getting over? Here? No, not okay. really. It
0: was just. Uh, just took you know longer obviously than it normally yeah <laughs> takes yeah. me to get to the library. The Library is about four seconds from where I work. So. That's
1: true yeah.
0: But uh but that's no big deal. And obviously we don't have to record at your house. We can record at my house sometimes. We can record at sure. Jonathan's house sometimes. No. So we have no. <laughs> we have options. <laughs> no we can't. No we can't. Jonathan okay. has a round table very similar to this in okay. his home. So we can uh, in his kitchen. I have a room too that that's can, true. Oh, oh, I forgot about we that. We wouldn't even need a table. That's just kind of
2: I have cool. couches and shit. Yeah that'd be uh, good. Yeah. It's like a lounge. Yeah. Yeah, nice chat lounge with a green uh pink shag rug nice really nice. nice so yeah we'll get Take into that up. for sure
0: um speaking of uh well i guess before the podcast officially started recording today we were talking about uh alex garland his upcoming film or his film just released today annihilation nice. and he uh he wrote uh several danny boyle films which we were talking about and speaking of danny boyle they're wanting danny boyle to direct bond 25 you guys hear this the next into James that. Bond film. Chris Brosnan coming back. <laughs> <laughs> There'll be uh, the, I mean, the
1: Connery's coming out of retirement for this one. Daniel Craig's done, right? No,
0: it's probably his final one. He's oh, agreed to
1: do one more. That could be good. Yeah, because I think he like didn't want to do Spectre, but I guess they just backed up enough, you know, dumpsters full of cash. Yeah. for him. So lots and lots of money,
0: hundreds of millions of
1: dollars. But um. Yeah. I, I
0: Yeah, I, I think it's a good fit. I think it'd be really yeah. interesting to change up the uh, kind of, like, oscar Roger Deakins-esque, like, dynamic yeah. of the whole film. Like, they're trying to make them look way too pretty. Yeah. And I'd like for Danny Boyle to come in and, like, use some GoPros and shit and, like, yeah. <laughs> just crush it down a little Danny bit. Boyle is, Danny Boyle still has
2: it, too. Like, he's he, he's good. Yeah. I think he's good. He mm, is good. good. I mean he's got a it.
0: he's got an incredible track record yeah. and he's rarely made he's rarely had a miss. Yeah. You know, and even I mean and obviously what I think is a miss maybe other people don't, but some maybe some people think everything is great, but I'm not a fan of Slum Dog Millionaire. But I mean mm. other things he's yeah. done since then have been great. So I really think he'd be a fantastic and he obviously knows how to do action.
1: Yeah, he's done yeah. lots of action. Oh, yeah. I mean just Definitely. the
0: sequences and um Twenty eight days later, yeah, are amazing, and they're very well done and easy to follow and stuff. And like a lot of these fanboys wanted Christopher Nolan to direct Bond, and I I think Nolan has like no grasp on how to film the kind of action that James Bond is. You know, but after seeing Dunkirk, though, I don't know. Yeah, but Dunkirk is not that. That's what I'm saying. Like Dunkirk is more of that like yeah stoic grandiose yeah exactly epic like kind of stuff, which is fine, and he did do a great job with that. But it's got nothing to do with Bond. Like Bond should be like born, except better. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I could see Nolan doing, so, like, a quieter kind of spy thing, like Tinker Tailor Soldier yeah, Spy sure. or something like sure. that, but, like, not a Bond Something movie.
0: that requires beauty in the cinematography. And yeah, like yeah. That. I don't feel like Bond does require that. Uh, I don't yeah, understand yeah. where it's gotten this, like, where these are, like, the most... Like, they're they're really pretty movies, and I don't understand why. Like, there's no reason for it. Like, you know, there's no... The aesthetic choice just seems to be, well, Sam Mendes is directing, and he's won an Oscar, so he needs to get, you know, Deacon's in there to... Make it pretty, but
1: I don't mm. know. I think Boyle would dirty it up a lot, and be be nice. Yeah, and like he could bring like more of a Britishness to exactly. it. Exactly. Yeah, 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 seriously. Yeah, yeah. Well, Sam Mendes is British. Is he? I think so. Okay, I, I
0: didn't know. But I didn't know that either. I think that, I think they pretty much get British directors to direct all the time. Okay. Oh, okay. Don't yeah, don't yeah. quote me on that, but I'm pretty sure. But I mean, mm-hmm. until recently, the director of these films hasn't really mattered. Like, nobody's cared.
1: Yeah, I mean... You know,
0: until it was uh, Mark Forrester or Sam Mendes. Yeah, yeah. You know, because, I mean, the first one, Casino Royale, was directed by the same guy who did GoldenEye, because, you know, it's just whatever. Mike Martin... And Martin Campbell's a good director. Is, and, yeah. uh, underrated, huh. but it's just, uh, you know, it's like that That wasn't a big deal back then. And they when the, with Mark Forrester came in, and I don't know, I, which is weird, because it's like Mark Forrester came in to do Quantum of Solace. He's a... Oscar nominated, if not Oscar winning director, he did uh, Monsters Ball and Finding oh, Neverland, yeah, yeah. And these kind of films. And I just I don't understand like how he comes in the thing the he makes he makes them he makes it pretty. Really, he's the one who did that, right? Because Quantum of Solace is beautiful, and then that movie tanks hardcore. And they just continue on in the same direction, which is with a different director. Like Sam Mendes takes over and does the same. I guess because they're not blaming the aesthetics for the problems, but yeah, I mean, to me, it's just I don't know, it's just kind of
1: ridiculous. Yeah, and I guess Bond is, I guess, still one of those properties that they'll just like, oh, it's a Bond movie. It'll make money. Yeah, definitely. Um, and yeah, because cause at that point, I guess, you know, bombing is relative. Right. Like maybe they, you know, at least made their budget back.
0: I mean, I'm sure they always make their money. I'm like, I'm sure that Quantum Solace, you know, it bombed, quote unquote, but I mean, that's, it bombed for a Bond film, you know? I mean, right, I'm sure it yeah, did, yeah. I'm sure it did fairly well. Yeah. But, um, you know. Also, uh, n- more news. Uh, I don't know if you guys heard about this. Tarek Malik's... Terrence Tarek Malik. <laughs> Ter- Terrence, Malik. Terrence Malik's uh, To The Wonder sequel, The Kingdom Come. What? From uh, unused footage from To The Wonder. <laughs> cut together with Javier Bardem talking to real-life drug addicts as the priest character. Okay it's all now listen this sounds great right and you watch the trailer and it looks great to the like, wonder wasn't that bad either. i like to the wonder a lot at a, at a, yeah i like to the wonder more than tree of life i said it i've said it in before. my in my head i i think i agree with you yeah it's fantastic yeah. but the problem with this film is that it is Ben Affleck is in it <laughs> no he is in it apparently but he's on the trailer but i saw a screenshot with him so okay. uh but um no, the problem is that Malik didn't technically direct it. Like he technically I guess he technically directed it cuz he shot he got all the he he's the one who made the footage happen, mm-hmm. but he hired this uh photographer to go shoot all these scenes during To the Wonder with Javier Bardem and cuz he cuz this photographer apparently is known for uh like taking pictures of real life like drug addicts and poor people and people on the outskirts of society and stuff. So he wanted them to find like the realest people he could and have Javier Bardem like talk to them in character. Mm. And so he shot all this stuff, and he essentially sh- threw-, threw it together, and he is the director of hmm. it. And it's also only 46 minutes long. Ah, uh, interesting. So I was a little bit bummed out to find that Malik wasn't the technical director and that it's only 46 minutes long. But I don't know. I'll still check it out. you guys interested in this? Have you seen To the Wonder? guy? No. Yeah, check it out. Right. Are you 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 a late Malick
1: fan, or you, I know you like Badlands and stuff, right? Um, I thought Badlands was decent. Uh, I I didn't like it as much as Jordan did. Um, I liked Days of Heaven better. Days of Heaven's my favorite. Yeah. Um, but yeah, uh, other I I still need to rewatch Thin Red Lion because yeah. I saw that when I was in like high school oh, or yeah. or Same like at, early yeah. early Every, college. Did. Yeah, yeah, and, and it was trash.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it, it's trash when you're in high school, and then when you rewatch it as an adult, you're like, "What was I thinking about?"
1: Exactly. Yeah, because I'm, I'm thinking I'm thinking I'll have the same reaction, uh, but yeah, just haven't gotten around to it yet. Yeah, you should check. Uh, you should check out if you're going to look
0: at his later stuff. Um, not I don't count that as his later stuff, but like starting with Tree of Life, I guess. Mm. You seen Tree of Life? No. So you should probably watch Tree of Life okay. and To the Wonder. But you can skip Night of Cups. And apparently Song to Song is Ooh, terrible, yeah. right? Uh, um, did he do... Oh, erase those. The New World? Yeah, he did The, okay. new, yeah, world. the new World. In that's in between, right. yeah. Right. I didn't forget to mention it. I just... The New World's... It's not something... It's, I'm not super into it. It's okay. I think it's good. I just don't like it. Like I mean, <laughs> no, I mean, I, th-
2: I think it's like a good movie. And it, it does what it's trying to do. But it's just... I. It's just it's not, too yeah, long. Yeah. And,
0: it I is extremely long. And drawn out. And pretty boring at parts.
1: Yeah. Mm-kay.
0: But the... The atmosphere is amazing. Like the, he, he yeah. really makes you feel like you're in the 1600s or the 1400s, or whenever the fuck it and is. In this tiny little like, yeah. enclosed encampment. It's really great. Cool. And Colin Farrell, it's one of his better performances, I'd say. Um, in other news, last news, mm-hmm. uh, Cobra Kai: The Return. I saw of a little bit Sonic. of that
1: on YouTube. It looks pretty awesome i gotta yeah, say like...
0: I, i'm into it okay this is this is a uh, youtube series that they've produced <laughs> about uh johnny from the cobra kai dojo yeah coming back uh starting restarting the dojo and daniel larusso having to come back and fight him again oh my god and yeah. they're both in like their 50s
1: yeah, <laughs> and it
0: looks ridiculous, and it actually like the the only acting in the teaser is like him saying we got unfinished business or some shit like that. Yeah, and it's terrible. They're terrible, but I'm still in because I the first Karate Kid is amazing.
1: <laughs> yeah, like people like I guess, I guess it's not really talked about as much. Uh, John Avilds Avildsen is that Avildsen. how you pronounce it? Yeah, Avildsen. yeah, the guy who directed Rocky, mm-hmm. he directed the Karate Kid. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I mean this guy knows how to do sports movies. He's good. Yeah. He's he's uh
0: yeah. I mean the first karate kid is is. I'd say I, I I'd I'd go powerful, honestly. There are <laughs> scenes in it. I'm serious. The yeah. scene where Miyagi is drunk powerful. and telling the story about his wife and yeah. everything. It's that's that's like heart wrenching. And the and then the end yeah. of it, like the whole the build up of the end of it with the crane and everything. I mean you know like goosebumps, go fuck yourself. I mean, come on. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Well like even like uh you know, like like towards towards the end of the tournament where uh old boy gets up there you know like and uh the sensei is like take him out what are you talking about take him out i can i can beat him under the yeah. rules like i don't want him beaten and then he just fucking kills him yeah and you know I get Where he I comes get, comes back with the limp and still
0: wins. I get parts of it, parts of the fight mixed up with the fight in the third movie because they're so like oh, they're yeah. in the same they're in the same arena with the same yeah. ref and everything. It's very confusing. Yeah. but the third one is actually I get I actually get more goosebumps in the third one, but the third film is horrible. But the last <laughs> fight when he says uh, when he's like I own you, Larusso, I own you, and then he gets up. Because uh, because uh, Miyagi says to focus, you know, he throws his hand for focus, you know, and then he gets up and he like bows to the sensei, and then he start and then he like bows to the referee and the judges, and then he stands and he and like puts his hands by his side and he starts doing his form and shit, and 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 the guy just confused, he's like looking around, and the guy's like, hit hey, him, he's hallucinating, <laughs> <laughs> it's amazing, and it's just the the music builds. <laughs> And he just and he hits him and gets the one point and that's all he needs and he wins. It's amazing. It's it's unbelievable. It's unbelievable. Now, yeah. other than that, it's a terrible film. <laughs> it's yeah. better than the second one, The second one's like overly serious and like two and a half hours long. Yeah, and Ugh. like the
1: uh, like culture clash because they're like in Okinawa yeah. and all that. It's like, hard it's really? hard I've n- to look I've never at. Seen that one. It's yeah. not good at all. Yeah, I it's mean it's a waste of time. And it's funny, like the third one is like Overly violent. Uh, yeah, like, the third like, one's like ag- like aggressively violent. It's
0: just more. It's a lot. It's trying to be really dark and yeah, it's really. But it, it comes off really campy because the yeah. acting is so pitiful. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like the villain is played by the guy who plays Valak in Vampires, like the main vampire in Vampires, <laughs> and he's just like the worst actor alive. Like yeah. he's terrible. He should be in straight to video porno, like soft <laughs> porno.
1: <laughs> yeah, and like. Yeah, like he's got in like he's like the stereotypical villain too. He's got his hair slicked back and like like just super tight to his scalp in a ponytail. He's got like yeah, and he's got like the uh, the suit with like the uh, the point the pointy pads, (laughs) and it's like it just looks so ridiculous. And you know they're like telling like you have to kill, yeah, you have to drop, you have to draw blood. He like literally
0: wants he wants Daniel to be dead, and it makes no sense because there's no reason for it. Yeah, Like yeah. the only reason for it, His whole motive is He's friends with Reese The guy who uh, Was the dojo leader In the first one Who got beat up by Miyagi Yeah So he yeah. wants to kill Daniel For some reason Like that makes no sense Like that even makes no sense Just yeah, saying yeah, that yeah. out loud Makes absolutely no <laughs> sense Yeah And there's all this like at, Overdubbing at the end Whenever they're fighting Where he's like He's like he'll hit Daniel And like in the face Or something And the guy with the ponytail will Lean over to Reese he goes I love it when he pounds him <laughs> It's just like brutal.
1: It's just yeah. like, what
0: are these lines?
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like they're trying to be like so like sadistic, yeah. but it's like but it's, it's a PG it's movie still. Yeah, so they can't really be that. So
0: it's like yeah, <laughs> you know, he wants to say more stuff, but he, I love it when he pounds him. It's like, yeah, it's yeah. also like pseudo Homer. Yeah, it's you know? like yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah. yeah, so that's all the news I have. Unless you guys can think of something else you wanted to talk about. Um Any, nothing, nothing new on the um, horizon? No. Uh, no. No. Well, uh, I guess I we'll move it. on to uh what we watched. Mm. Sure. And Jonathan managed to squeeze in two movies before uh the before I was worried about that. Which is very exciting. <laughs> I was I was thinking he was only gonna have the deep dive to talk about, but he, he managed to watch two movies. Well I forgot to log one of them because it was so terrible.
2: <laughs> <laughs> i'll just talk about that yeah now. go ahead okay. yeah I mean. um i haven't seen the first one of this series but speaking of james bond i don't understand um, that either
0: because didn't allison rank them both yeah so
2: she watched the she first one. went home early the other day oh she watched by herself something like that yeah she watched that one I, and i walked in right when this one was starting and i was like i'll watch it whatever Let's probably say what it is no I'm gonna just let people guess by yeah, the description. Yeah. No, it's uh, the Kingsman, or no, I guess it's just called Kingsman, yeah. Uh, the Golden Circle, the sequel to the first one. Mm. Um, I don't even know, like, this is this is <laughs> like, I feel like I'm like a 65 year old that's just like, I don't know what this generation's doing anymore. Like, I, I it's really confused. Like, yeah. the camera work, it's like. <laughs> It is schizophrenic, just to say the least. I mean, it, it's like like one of the characters has a whip, and I, I, I'm not even going to describe the story because I have no fucking clue what's happening. <laughs> this entire one of the characters has a whip, and it's like it like follows the whip, and it's just like Ew. it's zooming in like a, like abruptly, and like it's it, it's migraine inducing. It's insane. I had to look away several times. I was like, "This is," and I think this shit came out in 3D.
0: Yeah
2: dude i don't even know like uh, yeah like i can't you ever need a headache for any reason go see this in 3d i don't i I don't know but uh yeah it's like james bondy i don't know like i don't know what the story is based on a comic book i know all right yeah i know Is
1: it
0: yeah it is and the uh, the first one is uh i i never i haven't seen these but um i know the first one colin firth recruits Taron Egerton, mm-hmm. who's the young man in the movie. Yeah. And, uh, you know, into the Secret Service, which is what the Kingsman, the Secret Service, is what the yeah. first film is called. And it's like a men in black kind of situation, as I understand it. Like, where Tommy Lee Jones recruits Will Smith yeah, in a secret yeah, society yeah. of
2: soldiers or whatever they are, spies. It's pretty much that, yeah. In this one, I mean, there's like, a, I guess a lot happens
0: in the first one that is resolved in this one, so I don't really know. Mm-hmm. Um, but... I know in the trailer they made a big deal of the fact that Colin Firth is in it. They, like, show him at the yeah. very end of the trailer. Yeah, so I guess yeah, he Apparently, died like,
2: it, well, in this one, like, the Kingsmen had been destroyed or something by someone. I don't remember what happened. Yeah. But, uh, and they flee to America, and then in America, there's the Statesman. Yeah. So it's, like, the same. Jeff so Bridges same. and
0: Channing Tatum. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Channing Tatum's somewhat funny. Um, that's the only reason this is a star. Um, a star. Uh, you know, it's it wasn't a piece of shit. Like I, wasn't? I, no, I mean I can see I can see how people could be into this if they know the lore or whatever you know like they're into mm. the comics or whatever. But uh, this is just not for me at all. Mm. Um, Elton John's in this for some reason. He's been captured by the supervillain to like. So he's playing himself. Yeah, he's playing himself. Which was kind of funny. Like <laughs> it's sort of funny, but like eh. yeah. Julianne Moore is the supervillain, and she like. Mm. Infects this drug, or something. I can't remember what it was. Such a fucking blur, it's not important. And she's like holding people hostage, I guess, with this drug. And she has the antidote, and a bunch (laughs) of action scenes happen. And Uh, the guy from Narcos I don't know if you remember Narcos, but uh, yeah, I I have some
0: hazy memory of a show called Narcos. (laughs) Is it called Narcos? I don't know if you watched it. it. Did you watch it? (laughs) I watched like half of the first season. Um, (laughs) that guy is the guy with the whip.
2: What guy? Uh, I don't know his name. The Hispanic no, I mean which guy. which
0: guy from Narcos? Not
2: the blonde guy. Oh, the other, the other cop. Guy. Yeah.
0: Okay. Yeah. Oh, um, I got you. I don't know. Was it very violent? CG blood. Yeah. yeah. I All heard the first one. Violence. I heard the first one was extremely violent. Allison
2: actually described me some of the scenes in the first one. Uh, yeah, they have the the infamous scene where they like execute like an entire church congregation.
1: Mm. Yeah, it's literally Colin Firth. Killing yeah. like a hundred some odd people yeah. in this steeple church, like they're all racist and bigoted and apparently berserk. It was, it was, a, mind contro- it was yeah. a mind control. It was a control thing yeah. that Samuel Samuel L. Jackson with a lisp was <laughs> was doing. Doing his Russell Simmons impression. Yeah, so he kills
2: everyone, but it's yeah. all CG and yeah, it's lame. Yeah, hilarious amounts of CG. Like I don't even know if the people that they're shooting are real. Like I, I don't know what's they're happening. probably not. It's insane. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, uh,
1: trash. Go ahead. One star, one star. I, I hated it. All right. I remember. I remember seeing like. I thought the first movie was like, "eh, this is all right," but uh, I remember seeing the trailer and they did this like. They were playing this weird cut up version of My Generation by the Who, and I'm like, no. Yeah, I'm not. I'm There's not. There's a lot of that in this
2: one too. There's like, uh, I can't remember the the song, but yeah, it's like completely different, and it's like, yeah, it's like cut up and, I don't know. Yeah a lot of music that just fades in like yeah (laughs) just terrible
0: yeah it's a feature like music video yeah it's like watching uh, it really is it's like watching
1: Beavis and Butthead but without the (laughs) interludes (laughs) that are funny yeah (laughs) so I rewatched Marathon Man and nice Marathon Man fucking rules the book rules the movie rules it's just so so good but tell me is it safe (laughs) It's safe. It's so safe you wouldn't believe it. Is it safe? Who wrote it? No, it's not safe. William Goldman? Right? William Goldman. William yeah. Goldman? What else yeah. What, what else Lord he Lord of the Flies? No? No, that's Golding. Golding. Oh. Yeah. But uh, See, William, I'm William Goldman. <laughs> um, <laughs> I've never uh, read any of this shit. I don't know. <laughs> uh, he did the screenplay for uh, Butch Cassidy and the Sundance Kid for All the President's Men. Hmm. Uh, Marathon Man, which is based on his novel. Huge in and the 70s. So did he yeah. win an Oscar at some point? can't did remember. Butch Cassidy won an Oscar? Uh, I know, I know it's... I'll
0: look that up right
1: now. I know the screenplay for Butch Cassidy sold for, like, 400k, which, like, broke... Like, that was the most anyone uh, had ever wow. sold a screenplay for. But, uh, he also did Princess Bride. Um, oh, shit, okay. Mm-hmm. He's still
0: alive. Yep. Not oh, a- yeah, he wrote Ghosts in the Darkness, the lion oh, movie. Oh, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah, and he, uh, wrote the screenplay for Misery, like, uh, and apparently he's, like, one of the, like, Harder, harder working uh, script doctors. Like he comes in and like, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, he's won
0: uh, two Academy Awards for writing: Uh, one for Butch Cassidy in 1970, and one for All the President's Men in 77. Yeah, nice. And he was nominated for Golden Globes for Marathon Man Mm. and those other two films. Right. So, and then he got nominated for a Felix Award, no, a 2020 Award. Which is called Felix I
1: don't know what the fuck it is Ghost right. in the
0: Darkness So Cool He apparently wrote Misery also
1: Yeah he wrote the screenplay for it And I, th- I want to say He might have done the Stage version too Yeah he's a very uh, Yeah very prolific, prolific Yeah Talented individual Yeah, yeah. But uh, Marathon Man is just a solid thriller Like um, The Like the opening scene The opening Road Rage scene Alone Is just So brilliant like this guy's like this older german dude is like getting these diamonds out of a bank and like his car stalls and this other guy behind him it's like move move that heap and like they're just like chasing each other down these manhattan streets yelling and cursing at each other and it's like um (laughs) <laughs> the, other Jew, though, too, yeah, right? the other guy's a Jew, though, too. Yeah, the other guy's a Jew. So it's he's important. like, you know, Yuda, hey, Yuda, you're a fucking Nazi. You're a Nazi fucking. You know, it's like, and so, yeah, they're just careening down, down the street, like, you know, like right next to each other on these, like, one way streets through Manhattan. And then they end up crashing into an oil truck.
0: Oh, it's my God. brilliant. It's amazing. Have you not seen this? No. I've never oh seen it. Oh, my electronic.
1: God. Do. Get on it. Definitely. Get on it right away. Yeah. Okay. You're not going to be sorry. There you go. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> and speaking of uh, John Schlesinger, the director of Marathon Man, I saw that Criterion is finally putting out a Blu-ray of Midnight Cowboy, yep. which I'm going to have to get it. Cause I haven't seen that in a long time. Midnight Cowboy fucking rules. It is good. Not nearly you as seen good
0: it as recently? Marathon Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah I saw it uh, in the last, since we started the podcast. I don't okay, know, cool. Last year or so. Okay. But uh, it's, that was the first time I'd seen it. Uh, but, uh, yeah. But yeah, I really like Marathon Man a lot too. Yeah. I like how violent it gets. Yeah, like... And uh, I love... I can't even say how much I love the scene where he goes and uh, gets those guys to rob his apartment. Yeah. That's, ama- that's amazing. <laughs> like, that's that's beautiful storytelling right there. Yeah. Just like this thing where they set it up early on that those guys don't like him. Mm-hmm. And they call him the creep, and yeah. then he has to go and say, "I'm this, you know, it's me, it's me, it's what's his name, Babe." Yeah, it's Babe, it's Babe, and they're like, "Who? It's it's the, it's, the, it's, the the creep. Creep. It's, it's the creep, it's the creep." <laughs> and then he hires them to rob his apartment because yeah. he needs the gun out of his apartment. It's just, I mean, what a genius move! Like, obviously, yeah, it's like, I love that. I love like any movie where there's an op, there's like a thing that you need to do, and the character gets to it by being like super clever. Like that's yeah. very clever. Yeah. So,
1: awesome. Yeah, and it was cool. Like, apparently, Laurence Olivier had been, like, really sick before he made the movie, and a lot of, like, studios wouldn't hire him because they couldn't... Like, they didn't want to afford the insurance on him, but he ended up making the movie, and, like, he got better, and it kind of relaunched his career for a couple of years.
0: Hmm. So awesome. Yeah.
1: And Dustin Hoffman is in the best shape of anybody who's
0: ever lived in the movie. He's, like... <laughs> yeah. Liter- there's, like, literally, like... M- what three four minute long steady cam shots of him just running. Yeah. It's insane. Like he's and it's not even like windage.
1: Yeah. This <laughs> is <just>, it's <laughs> yeah, and it's it's even crazier because apparently, like um uh, like Hoffman I guess he doesn't doesn't get talked about as much as like De Niro when it or, you know, like Christian Bale or whoever when it comes to like method acting. Like apparently he would like run at least a mile before like every take mm-hmm. to like get the like winded look and um that exhausted He yeah. is like perpetually exhausted throughout the film. Yeah. And like he was in like his early forties when they shot this. So late thirties, no? I think he was late. No, he said he Are he said he said that he was in his forties. Holy let's shit. Ahead, he's that old. It it, yeah, it was in the um seventy five. So he's like
0: eighty something? He's is in his eighties, Yeah, so Yeah, I know that. Man. Well he is eighty. Oh, okay. Let's see, he was born in thirty seven.
1: Holy shit! Yeah. So wow, he wouldn't
0: like, have been forty like, thirty eight, forty seven. The nineteen seventy seven okay, okay, right, would have been forty. Right, 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 right.
1: Well, that that leads that leads me to another thing. Like he's uh, just a liar. Well, <laughs> so uh, so the. The uh the ending in the book is different because like there's a behind the scenes with uh like Hoffman talking about it and he's like you know it ju- it just wasn't right for the character right. uh, and like well don't, like give, Robert, away. Robert don't Evans, give away the ending of the film well I'm not because gonna give it away John but uh <laughs> but yeah it, like even like Robert Evans the producer he was like eh, it it didn't work it didn't work good good Robert Evans impression I try <laughs> it, it, either of y'all see that show Kid Notorious on Comedy Central. No. no, I haven't seen it. It like starred Robert Evans as himself. Yeah. It was an animated show and it had like uh like Slash was a regular character on it and uh, like no. they had like some <laughs> like <laughs> it was like they do like uh like Coppola's as a character is in it, it's not Coppola doesn't voice himself, but like they, he's like this huge, like round, like baby Huey, and he's like wallowing around in this tub of grapes. <laughs> it's I've a seen, pretty, uh, pretty interesting show.
0: I saw the kid stays in the picture, the Robert Evans biography film. Oh, have you not seen that? No. Oh man, you should see that. Cool. I think Brett Morgan directed it. Okay, the guy who did uh, the Kurt Cobain documentary oh, recently. Right. What was that one called?
1: Something heck.
0: Yeah. Montage right. of Heck. Contest. Right, right. That's right. Don't quote me on that yet, though. Okay. I'm pretty sure he directed it, though. Mm. Yeah, he directed it. Yeah, it yeah. stays in the picture. It's really good, man. Yeah, if you're okay. into that thing, it's just it's literally just Robert Evans narrating the story of his life over still photos of like oh, his okay. life, cool. and it's really really interesting. And he talks about a lot of cool shit, like really cool stories, like Nicholson and yeah Coppola and Pacino and all this kind of shit. So yeah, because totally... he was involved in all yeah, of that. Yeah. It's really really cool. Yeah. So, all right. Well, uh, I I watched The Florida Project, directed by Sean Baker, Um, his follow up to Tangerine, and uh, starring Willem Dafoe and some kids and some woman who plays their mother. And uh, it's pretty good. It's not, it wouldn't have been my top 10, but it's certainly uh, worth seeing. I liked it quite a bit. Obviously, you know if you're a Defoe fan, you're really going to enjoy Defoe in this one. He's great. He's just so affable and likable, and you just want to be his buddy. He's just great. (laughs) And uh, he plays the manager of a hotel, a kind of a long stay hotel, like where these people like live, you know, right? And um, poor people mainly, and like drug addicts and things like that. And uh, he's just trying to keep the peace. And the story focuses mainly on these children one of whom is the daughter of this woman who lives at the motel and just kind of like the children just get into a lot of like trouble and stuff like there are parts of it that reminded me of um that the one segment in slacker where the kids are like running around and they kick the coke machine to make the coke yeah, come yeah, out yeah. oh yeah like they're like that they're like the one kid holds of the button yeah there. yeah exactly <laughs> yeah they're like that they're like getting into mischief and hijinks but they're not doing anything as clever as that they're like they like go to the ice cream stand and they just beg people for money until they have enough to buy an ice cream and they share one cone <laughs> among three of them, which is another thing about the film is that it's like it really gets across how disgusting children are like children are fucking filthy, disgusting pigs like <laughs> it show like these three kids are like they, they just like pass an ice cream cone back and forth just licking on it. And it's just like it's heinous and they all look like they haven't been bathed in weeks. Uh. Which they probably have And I'm sure they You know Method for the movie And uh, <laughs> and uh, But uh, yeah It's just disgusting And like You know It's just Lots of like Spitting And stuff like that Just bodily Body fluids Just gross Gross stuff And uh, it extends Into some of the adults Like there's a scene Where the mother Gets mad at the uh, Willem Dafoe's manager And they start yelling At each other Because she, he caught her um, He knows that she's been She was like Hooking out of her room And you're uh. not allowed To do that so, uh, he said, you know, I can't, you know, you need to, uh, shape up or, or you're out of here and they're yelling at each other and she takes out her, uh, her, her maxi pad and like slams it against the window of the, uh, oh! of the lobby thing and then like flips them off and runs away. So it's just like really gross, you know, classless behavior, but it's really, but it's, you know, it's interesting too. It's uh, fun to
1: watch. And, um, yeah, yeah. That reminds me of another thing from Slacker When uh, the drummer from the butthole surface Is trying to sell everybody Madonna's Pap Smear. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> I didn't know so that was gross. the drummer from the Butthole servers Yeah, I I forget where I read that, but uh yeah, apparently she was the drummer for the oh. Butthole servers
0: It's a Madonna
1: Pap, pap Smear. <laughs> <laughs> I know a friend of mine who works at a clinic in Houston. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, it's good stuff. But uh yeah, it's it's uh it's a, it's a fine film. The I I'd say it you I would say I'm not going to say it falls apart in the last 5 minutes. But it's a criticism I've heard a lot, and yeah. I totally understand that criticism because the aesthetic of the film falls apart at the last five minutes because they really? they start filming it in an iPhone again. they film the whole movie, I'm assuming in like thirty five or a very nice uh you know digital thirty five why would they do that And then at the end well it's I can't tell you why without ruining the end of the movie uh. but um they they it's, it has to do with where they're shooting at. So uh, they couldn't get the film into where they're shooting at, I guess, the camera into where they're shooting at. So they had to shoot on on the phone again. And it just it it took me out of it because I was like, well, like, I understand why they have to do that. Mm. And it's like it's acceptable. But it's like it just, you know, I was I was, you know, like enjoying it into it. I, I But I do appreciate the risk of it. I appreciate where they go at the end of the film because it is a pretty like outlandish out of left field thing that they do. And I always appreciate anything that like takes a risk. Like they that, fall down so. a well. No, they don't fall down a well. <laughs> it's uh, it's more like a legal thing. They can't film where they're. Oh, I see. Oh, okay. okay. But um, interesting. Yeah, I guess it was shot on thirty-five millimeter print film. So I mean, mm-hmm. it looks great. Like the movie looks phenomenal. Like way better than Tangerine, obviously, and um. I mean, if for nothing else, just go look at it for the way it looks. It's beautiful. It's a beautiful film. It reminded me a lot of American Honey, too, which is Andrea Arnold's movie from a couple of years ago with uh, Shia LaBeouf Hmm. about kind of like wandering, you know, uh, scummy, scuzzy people, Hmm. which is always interesting to me. I like that. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I gave it a four. Was it like as Oscar Bation worth? I don't see it as Oscar Bation at all. I mean, I, I don't feel like. I mean, I don't, I, I don't get that from it at all. I like for, for me, an, an Oscar bait movie is like any Spielberg movie is Oscar <laughs> bait. Like The Post is Oscar yeah, bait, yeah, right? Right. You know, a movie that's like obviously trying, like this movie's pushing some buttons a little bit. I mean, okay. it's doing some weird stuff, and especially with the ending and everything. I mean, it's. It's not something. It's not like abrasive. It is abrasive in its way, but it's not like controversial or anything. It's just okay. like it's just abrasive to like a natural audience, like a like a norm. Like my mom would watch this movie and be like, "I don't know, it was okay." With the last five minutes, what the fuck was going on? You know, it's just like <laughs> you know, she wouldn't say that probably because she didn't curse, but <laughs> yeah. you know, she'd be confused by it. Yeah. So it's not. I wouldn't say it's um, Oscar bait really at all. Okay. And I think if Defoe wins supporting actor. I'd be happy. I don't think he will. Okay. But he doesn't have anything flashy to do in the movie. He's just very controlled and good in it. What is it nominated for? Just supporting actor. Oh, just uh, Defoe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. People were thinking it was going to be up for Best Picture and all kinds of other stuff. Right. But it wasn't. So, hmm. Jonathan?
2: All right. Uh, the next thing I watched was a documentary on Netflix called uh, Finding Vivian Mayer. She, uh, a pretty interesting documentary. Um it's about a guy who is like kind of a uh, pawn, not a pawn shop, but like a uh, like a flea market guy who like goes to all the flea markets and like gathers shit and sells it, resells it and stuff like that. Hmm. And uh, he eventually comes across these like negatives, like thousands and thousands of these negatives. And he's like, him and his brother had been doing it for a long time, and they they've seen negatives before and. You know, it's usually trash or just family photos, but this, this was, like, different. This was, like, street photography from, like, the 50s and stuff, and he's, like, this shit's, like, really good. Like, stuff's framed properly and, like, just and some of the pictures are really great, too. But uh, he ends up finding out that it was this woman call, uh, named Vivian Mayer, and uh, she was pretty eccentric, never married, never had kids or anything. And what she, an eccentric bitch. Yeah, exactly. For never no, marrying, no, but kids. No, <laughs> no, fuck her. Not not just that. <laughs> I'm but just she, kidding. <laughs> she would, she would, she like put on a fake accent like her whole oh, life. She was right. like obsessed with France, and I think she visited there a few times, or her mother was from there, and uh, she would have like episodes of like anger and stuff. And then like it, it, this one part, I thought it was going to get really fucking dark. Cause like it's, it, it's interviewing all the people who ever met her. Cause she was a nanny. So she like,
0: she she's, she's dead then when the film dead, is made. Yeah, she's
2: dead. Um, she was a nanny. So it's interview. It's interviewing all of the, uh, all of the people who were, uh, the children she had, she was taken care of. Um, and they're like, so, they're like, you know, she was weird, blah, blah, blah. But one woman was like, yeah, she like force fed me. And like, held me down and shoved food down my throat and stuff. And I was like, that's pretty fucking dark. And then it kind of, yeah, I was like, I, I thought it was going to get really fucking dark. Like she's like a, like a child, yeah, a child abuser yeah. or something like that. Yeah. But it never, I mean, I didn't want it to, but I was just like, I was you like, I, Oh no, I was, I was getting ready. Cause I was like, these <laughs> pictures are pretty fucking great. And you know, it would be, it would be weird if she's like, a, suddenly
0: the pictures turn dark and yeah. she's taking pictures of things she shouldn't be.
2: Yeah. Right. Oh God. But, uh, <laughs> no, it didn't, it never got that dark. She's just weird. Um. But the photos, though, the photos are fantastic. Um, It's just like street art, art, like street uh, photography from the 50s and 60s. And she's using a – I can't remember the name of the – the camera, but it's, like, the, one of the ones that you, like, hold on your chest or whatever. You look down. The viewfinder is, like, a look down. Right. Yeah, you, yeah. So you're not, like... Like a hold.
0: medium format or whatever yeah, they call it? Something yeah. Like that.
2: It, they, call okay. it, they call it, like, a Roloplex or something like that.
0: Oh, okay. Anyway. Like, the actual name of the... So, like,
2: company. all of her pictures are, like, looking up. So it's making all... Like, all of... Everything she takes is, like... It makes them, like, look huge. Like, like she'll just, like, take a picture of a guy on the street or whatever, and it's, like, looking up. And it's... It's it's just really cool stuff. Um, but she, you know, she never, like, shared her photos or anything. She just hoarded everything, and uh, people, you know, people in the documentary are like, well, you know, why didn't she, you know, show her photos? She could have been great or whatever. Mm. Roll, roll, a, roll a flex. Roll a flex, okay. Roll a flex. Um, and, you know, it's a shame that she never shared her photos or whatever, but mm. I don't know. It, it got a little weird towards the end because the uh, the guy who found all this shit, he's like, he, they never say it outright, but it, uh, he's profiting off of all this. Like ah. he's selling prints and stuff of her photos, and um, it's and like he, somehow
0: he's in control of them now because he bought them at a flea market. Yeah, like he like, owns the right for like two hundred bucks. He, that's he bought all the shit. Yeah, that's fucked. Uh. And
2: uh, yeah, towards the end of it, I was like, this guy is kind of a scum fuck. Like I don't know. Like yeah. he, he's like signing yeah. the authenticity, uh, you know, certificates order with the with the prints. I'm like, Jesus, dude. <laughs> like. I hope you're donating the money to something. I don't know. He's not, but, yeah.
0: He's using it to buy more negatives to hopefully find another Vivian Mayer. (laughs) Yeah. But, I I
2: mean, as a documentary, uh, it was okay. Um, I don't know. A little bit, like, I don't really... It it went really in-depth with the people that she nannied. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, I kind of don't give a fuck. Like, I don't know. Like And they're, like, obsessed with, like, finding out who she was. I'm like, I... I don't really know if I give a fuck like who she was like I just you know I want to see the work
0: you should just buy a book of her photos Yeah, yeah like I
2: think that alone would be the only interesting the only real interesting thing that like they talked about her life was like she randomly just went around the world like she like quit her nanny job at one point and just he had like all the ticket stubs from all the places she went like Egypt and Bangkok and like all just all around the world all around South America and she took pictures of all of it Mm. I was like, that's pretty awesome. But, um,
0: her photos are good. I've seen, no, no. I've seen her photos before and yeah. I've heard of this film. A friend of mine who's a photographer told me about this film a while ago, but, uh, yeah, it's, uh, She, I
2: mean, she, she obviously was,
0: was naturally like,
2: sure. Extremely talented. Like yeah. some of the framing is just like, Holy shit. Like you
0: mm-hmm. got to know which moments to capture too. You can take, anybody can go out on the street and take pictures of people. Yeah. You got to know which ones to take pictures of. And, you know? and I was
2: that's actually a good point that you're, that you mentioned, uh, like, some of the p- pictures, man, like, the timing is, like, flawless. Like, mm. it one second later would have been, like, total shit. Like, there's, like, parts where, like, people are dropping stuff or, like, kids are crying and something, someone's walking, like, right? You know, it's, like, just, yeah. like, really crazy stuff. Mm. Especially back then, you know, with you know, standard photography. She's not I mean.
0: taking five-shot
2: bursts on her iPhone. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or just video and cutting out the... Exactly. Location, cutting out the stills yeah. of yeah, the right. the But <laughs> best anyway. parts. Yeah, it's interesting. I gave it a three. But again, it's documentary, so
1: it's kind of hard to yeah cage yeah. I don't know does she have Worth any, watching them does she have any family or anything like like she had a mother like a cousin who shows up and like I'm suing you for the estate of <laughs> you know et cetera. she had
2: uh, a mother obviously
1: a father
2: that left or died early on I can't remember um yeah. I think she had a brother i'm not- I'm not sure though uh they did mention her having a cousin or a uncle or something i can't remember but uh it was all like she disowned everyone or something like that like i I think in her will she left everything to like the uh people that she was nannying for or something so yeah she she hated her family Mm, okay so yeah Yeah.
1: it reminds me a lot of um exit through the gift shop where like that guy was like you know basically mentored by banksy and then hey Let's make a profit. Then unironically, like, became an artist. Yeah. <laughs> and. <laughs> the worst. Shit yeah. Ever. Like, m- like monetized, like, you know, stuff that was, like, genuinely, like, subversive and, I, you know, if you want to call it revolutionary. But then he's like, hey, let's just make some money off of this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That guy yeah. was a
0: real piece of shit, too.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great documentary, though.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Fantastic.
1: Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So I watched uh, the Merchant of Four Seasons by Rainer Werner Fassbender, and yeah, I've seen this is like this third Fassb, fourth Fassbender movie that I've seen, and none of them are as good as Ali Furies the Soul. Yeah, I mean it's.
0: I mean I don't know that I agree with that, but I well I mean that one one is amazing. That one is uh, amazing. Yeah, so it is hard to beat that one.
1: Yeah, I mean, but yeah, this one, it's about a, a fruit vendor who, um, like, they keep saying throughout the movie, like, you know, people haven't always been good to your father, and I don't know, the acting is just really stiff. Like, there's a lot, there's, like, very little, very little um, facial movements, uh, everybody's just kind of, you know, expressionless, and... um like, there's one scene where he's, like, hitting his wife, and it's just not that convincing. And, <laughs> I mean, like, it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just, it was okay. But, uh, yeah, I mean. Didn't I, do it for you. What no. else What else have you seen? Um, World on a Wire. World on Wire and The Bitter Tears of Petra von Kant. Okay. I have seen that one.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean. What's your favorite? Uh, I mean, I probably would say Ali also, but I haven't seen... Like, I haven't seen World on a Wire. And I haven't seen uh, Berlin Alexanderplatz, even though I've owned it for like three years. Right. Um, Jealous. I do love... Uh, I do really... I really, really enjoyed Mother Cooster's Goes to Heaven, mm. um, which was fantastic, in my opinion. But... Yeah, I mean, I say overall, Ali is probably the best film that I've seen by. I mean, it's just really, it's, because it's not, like, Mother Cooster's is challenging in some ways. Uh, like, on an, on a, you know, politically political and uh, psychological level. And Ali is like, it is too, sort of, but it's really entertaining, too, to watch. Mm-hmm. So yeah. So, it's yeah. got that going for it. Yeah. So. All right. Uh, what would you give that one, do you say? Uh Three. Three. I watched uh, Ingrid Goes West, starring Aubrey Plaza and Elizabeth Olsen, and the uh, black guy from uh, Den of Thieves, who I thought was Ice Cube's son, but just played Ice Cube. That guy? I don't know Ice what his name Cube. is. He looks it's enough like him, uh, son. I laughed. I I actually listened
2: to the last podcast because I wasn't on it. Yeah. And uh, when you said that, I, like, laughed. <laughs> I was at work. And I was just like...
0: <laughs> you knew that wasn't Ice Cube's son? I, I just thought I it was his son. Just, it I just sounded
2: funny. You know, the black that's Ice Cube's son. I was like, I don't know why. That <laughs> just, like, fucking, like, killed
0: me. <laughs> well, I genuinely thought it for a while, but I guess it's not. It's just uh, the guy who plays him and looks just like him. Yeah. And uh, he's in this. And uh, this movie is about... Um, Aubrey Plaza plays a mentally disturbed young woman who uh, stalks her friend after they kind of have a falling out. She begins stalking her on social media, goes to her wedding, which she wasn't invited to, and maces her in the face with mace. And then uh, gets arrested and put into an institution. She gets out of the institution. Her mother dies and leaves her $60,000, and she uses it. She becomes obsessed with uh, uh, this Instagram celebrity played by Elizabeth Olsen, who's just kind of like a fashionista kind of... uh, She later says she gets paid to, like, wear stuff and take pictures of it and post it on her Instagram, like, take pictures of the food she's eating and stuff like that. And um, she, like, kind of becomes obsessed with her and decides she's going to move to California and find this woman and befriend her. And she does. She uh, uses the money to go to California to la and she moves into an apartment that is insanely expensive it's like uh three thousand a month or something and it's like she's only got 60 grand you know what i mean (laughs) yeah yeah. no interest in finding a job it's just that part (laughs) actually filled me with anxiety just i was just thinking it was a little distracting knowing how much money she had because i was just calculating in my head the whole time like she's got to be out of money by now this is ridiculous (laughs) yeah but uh the guy uh, ice cube's son is her landlord. Uh, who is uh, actually really good in the movie? He's he's the best part of the movie, in ah. my opinion. He's very funny and like he's uh he wants to be a screenwriter and he's like obsessed with Batman, so he like wrote his own Batman spec script and he's always uh vaping <laughs> like in every scene, he's just vaping, he's like trying to look all cool by vaping. It's, so, it's so funny, and um, yeah, she she kind of befriends uh elizabeth olsen's character and her husband and things are good at first but then they deteriorate because elizabeth olsen's brother comes to town and who's like a drug addict and a weirdo and he kind of like outs her as a stalker and Mm. it becomes this thing and that's that therein lies the problem of the film in my opinion is that there's no problem with deriving comedy from darkness but this is really making a like a very light situation out of a, out of this you know character who's extremely disturbed and like is not healthy at all and you're rooting for her to be disturbed you know you're like yes I want her to be friends with this girl because it'll make her happy but she can't be friends with anybody because she's insane like she you know what I mean her 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 friendships are bound to fall apart mm. and. They make it seem in the movie like it's everybody else's fault that everything's going wrong. But in reality, that's not the way things work. Like like a person who is like Audrey Plaza would watch this movie and be like, exactly. They get me. Like everybody is against me, <laughs> you know. Yeah. And at the end of the film, she learns nothing. She's uh, looking at uh, – she's just happy because at the end of the film, she – I mean, spoiler. I'm not going to recommend this. So – just if you're not interested, if you're interested in seeing this don't listen for the next 10 seconds she tries to kill herself on instagram and she survives and then she gets like a hundred thousand followers and then she's like happy because she has all this adoration and people love her and that's like what the end of the movie is and it's like that's the moral like to be popular on instagram i don't know it's just a really weird uh morally ambiguous film and not in a good way so i gave it a th- Three because it's not obviously, it's not like a train wreck or anything. It was fun to watch, and Aubrey Plaza is funny at times, and the guy from Ice Cube Sun is hilarious. So, uh, yeah, it's great. It sounds like a satire that <laughs> it's trying to be, but I don't think it really gets the message across yeah. very well. Yeah, like it, it plays like a broad comedy, and right. it shouldn't play that broad. Yeah, 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 that's exactly right. So, yeah, I'm done. Oh, that's oh, right! I, did. I forgot. You only watched two. movies. Uh, <laughs> yeah. I only watched three. So I mean, I'm not. The
1: did one. you not watch obsessed. Watership Down?
0: No, I didn't. Oh, okay, of course not. Why would he? He's not right. required to anymore. I'm sorry. Right? Well, I don't know. Maybe <laughs> maybe he maybe he watched it before. He doesn't he watch anything. He's not required he's not paying to watch for two movies. <laughs> 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 you paid for Romeo and Juliet.
2: I couldn't find it anywhere. So I just the paid.
0: library doesn't have it. Oh.
2: You have to get in your car and go. Like
0: your wife your works wife. there.
2: <laughs> she hasn't been. She hasn't been to work in a
1: few days. She's like, oh, oh, yeah. sorry to hear that. Oh. Get better soon, Allison. Um, so I watched Twelve Angry Men for the first time. Oh, that movie fucking rules! Like this is your first time. My first time. Wow. Yeah. Like I've been meaning to watch it for like a long time, but uh, just you know, finally got around to it. And like I realized while I was watching it, like apart from like maybe one or two of the guys of the jurors like i'd pretty I, you know i mean henry fonda as well pretty much everybody i had seen either on the twilight zone or star trek <laughs> yeah so like you know i'm like familiar with a lot of the a lot of these faces and familiar with how good their acting is and they all like every single one of them just brings it full force in this movie and it's very good yeah it's like this is like you know they talk about like master classes like this is an acting master class. It's just I would I, I would and, like agree. even the, yeah and like the camera work is fantastic I would say the too. Di-
0: I was, was going to say is the direction is master class yeah. as well because I mean just the idea of directing a movie in a room yeah which hadn't really done had, had really hadn't been done before right and I mean Sidney Lumet is a genius like the guy does not get enough credit
1: yeah and like it didn't feel like claustrophobic or anything you know. Like you're not like like you can see that like they're you know sweating and everything else, and they're you know really putting it on, but like as the viewer, you're like still just intent on finding yeah. what finding out what's happening. you you're don't get f- tired
0: of being in the room yeah, at all exactly, yeah. and it doesn't
2: feel like for me, it didn't feel like ultra scripted to where like people are pick- yeah people are like picking up lines like it's just like weaving in it 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 felt natural like it yeah, wasn't yeah. like fake at all, like
1: yeah. And I think that goes a long way towards, uh, these guys like, you know, cause a lot of the actors who were in, you know, Star Trek or Twilight Zone or, you know, just about any other show you want to name back then, they all had to pretty much play a different character, you know, week to week to week because yeah. they're all like going from one show to another and like, yeah, maybe, you know, they might get asked back on like some shows like Jack Klugman was on a couple of Twilight Zones, but, um... But yeah, so like these guys just like knew their craft, knew their lines and just yeah, it fires on all cylinders the entire way through. It's fantastic. Would you give it 5? Yeah, yeah, it's an easy 5. Yeah. I loved it. Um
0: I rewatched Southern Comfort from 1981 directed by Walter Hill, uh starring Keith Carradine and Powers Booth and Fred Ward and Peter Coyote and mm. Other character actors whose names I don't know. Oh, uh, Sonny Landon is in this. Oh, yeah. Weirdly enough, he plays a Cajun. What oh, and... oh, uh, uh, That's uh, interesting. You know, the uh, the guy from Predator, the Indian. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay, okay. Yeah,
0: He died last year recently. Anyways, <laughs> um, and then also Brian James is in it as one of the Cajuns. <laughs> oh, goodness. And he's, he's awesome. He's <laughs> He's got such a convincing Cajun accent. Ah. And, like, he speaks Cajun <laughs> French throughout most of the film. It's amazing, but um. Anyways, this movie's about uh, the Louisiana National Guard in the nineteen seventies. Go out on a like a you know practice mission where they're you know pretending to be on a mission, I guess, and uh, they're in like the the bayou, Mm -hmm. and they they're all kind of like jackasses. Like, you know, because they're National Guard. It reminds me a lot of uh, First Blood when the National yeah, Guard was yeah. in there. they're all just like a bunch of jokers, you know, just yeah. want to shoot stuff. Yeah. They're exactly like that, except for Powers Booth, who is from Texas and just transferred and who's like this, you know, kind of like strong silent type, and Keith Carradine, who's like a, he's like joking around and stuff, but he's also really smart. You could tell like he's the smart one of the bunch. And um, anyway, they go and they're, they find out that uh, this, this part of the forest or Bayou is flooded. So they can't get to where they need to go unless they like hike for an extra day or something. So they decide to steal some canoes from this Cajun hunter. And when they do, the Cajuns confront them and they uh, end up all of the uh, national guard. People have blanks in their guns as to like like, fire exercises or whatever. So they end up shooting blanks at the Cajuns, like a fuck you kind of thing and uh the cajuns end up shooting one of their people in the head and it's an amazing head squib it's it's, never (laughs) heard of this movie it's incredible and um so they uh they panic obviously and they're Mm. the essentially the rest of the movie is deliverance but with cajuns and it's not as good as deliverance but that's not to say it isn't good um Powers Booth Is it kind of a reaction To Deliverance Like kind of a Mm, Right in the coattails Well it's ten years later But yeah I guess Sort of I mean it's definitely In that vein So I see But um, it's it's really I mean really It's like all of Walter Hill's films Though I mean It's like he directed The Warriors It's like the same thing It's you know These people in this All all these people Are chasing people You know it's like a group Being chased by another group Yeah, 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 Yeah But um they end up, uh, you know, they the Cajuns are like setting traps for them and stuff, and killing them one after one at a time, oh, until finally there's only two left. And uh, the the last uh, ten minutes of this movie are incredible. I mean, it's not like don't don't get me wrong, this is not a masterpiece. It does look phenomenal. For I really expected to look like shit. I hadn't seen it since I was like thirteen, but. I really expected it to look terrible, but it looks really, really great. Shot very well. It has a soundtrack by Ry Cooter, and it is the score is way better than this movie deserves it to be. <laughs> like there's this just this amazingly warm, rich guitar, like electric guitar, going throughout the whole thing, just picking. And it's just it just sounds amazing. And um, Powers Booth rules. Like he's the best <laughs> in this movie. He is so like just his character is so admirable it hurts. Like I just, I, everything he does, I'm like, yes, exactly. <laughs> There's only one part where some of the character motivations get a little shaky because they, the, the, the guys start fighting against each other and ends up, one of them ends up killing the other one. And it's like, I don't know if that was necessary, uh, but it get, tries to get into this thing where like they're losing their minds a little bit. Right. Because of the situation, yeah. which in theory is cool, but I don't really think it's that well done in the movie. Like this one guy really loses it. And he like, he like after they capture the first Cajun, like to interrogate him or whatever. Brian James, mm. uh, the, the this guy like goes into the guy's cabin, paints an X on his chest or a cross on his chest, and uh, and then he blows up the guy's cabin with like a Molotov. And they're like, "What the hell is the matter with you? Why did you do that? Why did you paint an X on your chest? What the fuck is going on?" And he's like, uh, "You know, he had to pay," and all this guy. Kind of, so it's just, it's a little ridiculous. And then they end up tying him up. Because they can't trust him, you know, because he's gone ma- mad, and it, there's a little bit of a vibe of a uh, field in England there, because he's tied up and they're like leading him through the. Really, the, yeah, it's 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 pretty it's pretty wild, <laughs> but uh, but like I said, the last ten minutes really brought the thing uh, full circle, and just some great violence, some great uh, tension, amazing tension, and the last scene happens in a town, a Cajun town, like a very very small Cajun town, and this the paranoia of powers booth and keith carey especially powers booth just like thinking like everybody's gonna fucking kill me and having to run from the actual killer it's just it's insanely well done so i don't you know i only gave this a three and a half because of the some of the problems with the motivations and things i didn't really get into and i honestly i feel like it takes them a little bit too long to run into the cajuns the second time but it's still definitely worth watching i would definitely highly recommend it if you're just into some genre action good stuff sweet and uh yeah yeah.
1: Sounds entertaining. It kicks ass. Yeah, I remember seeing the cover for that in Blockbuster a lot. Yeah. Have you seen it? No. Oh, yeah, you should um, check it out for Yeah, I'm sure. definitely going to have to know. It's
0: on It's on Blu ray at the library, I know for sure. I downloaded it, but I had rented it from the library to afford to watch it, and I just didn't get around to it. Okay. So, But you got another one? Yeah, uh, I got a couple more. Okay. Um, Run through them. Are you done? Yeah, I'm done, man. Okay. I uh, only had
1: the three plus okay. the deep dive. Okay, so uh, I watched Bad Lieutenant. Um, I didn't like it nearly as much as you did. (laughs) That's okay. Yeah. Uh, like, well, the thing was like, I was watching it and like, I was thinking like, man, I really like, this just makes me want to reread, uh, filth by Irvin Welsh Mm -hmm. because it's a very similar kind of thing. But I I think it's, I mean, this movie is definitely like challenging. I mean, it's rated NC nc-17 it was at the time yeah okay yeah i mean it's definitely challenging but i just didn't feel like i didn't feel like with harvey keitel at any point you know like you know yeah he's kind of a scumbag but and then and then like some of the parts got like real ken russell Mm. um like uh when when the the scene when the nun is being raped and like they're like like it cuts to like Jesus on the cross and all that stuff. It's was like, okay, like you watched a Ken Russell movie. I get it. Uh,
0: <laughs> my biggest problem with that whole thing, like I like I, I do love the film. I think it's a five out of five. It's Abel Ferrera's best film, in my opinion, and that's saying something because I like almost all of Abel ferrer's films. But okay. but um, my biggest problem is the rape scene and the and the casting of the nun. Just the fact that uh, the nun is like the nun is ridiculously hot. And, like, the fact that you see her naked multiple times.
1: Yeah, It's yeah. like, well, I don't
0: know what that's about. Like, does that. Necess- it seems exploitative and, like, pornographic almost. It's like, why? Yeah. Like, there's no reason to have this nun be played by, like, this, you know, playmate porn star looking chick with these huge tits. And, you know, yeah, just, yeah. I don't know.
1: Yeah, so, uh, gave that one three and a half. And last night, I rewatched Videodrome, Ooh, which, yeah. uh,. It wasn't quite as good as I remembered it being. Like some, of the, like there's parts where like they're putting the uh, uh, Betamax tape into his stomach, like and like they start doing like the wind effects, uh, and that's like that like really took me out of like come on, I like you got Rick awesome. Baker and like the, like the like the like stomach prosthetics like still like look really good. They yeah. hold up really well, mm-hmm. and like the thing with the TV and everything, and. uh... Debbie Harry Ooh, yeah now there's a there's an attractive lady, <laughs> very much so um but yeah, so that one was four and a half, and um it uh right after that, I rewatched the uh fear on film thing that uh Mick Garris did with um uh, John Carpenter, John Landis and David Cronenberg, and they're talking about American Werewolf and the thing and videodrome mm. and scanners. And, like, they were talking about uh, ratings, and they were talking about how, like, all of, like, sex in their movies was, like, always the thing was that was getting them, like, X's or NC-17s or whatever, but the violence was always, like, yeah, that's, that's <laughs> heads cool. Heads exploding. Yeah, heads exploding. But, have uh, you seen uh, but, like,
2: American uh, Werewolf? London?
0: I haven't. I own it. I haven't seen it uh, either. But I have never watched it. Yeah. Uh. I'd, I'd highly recommend it. Cool. I've only had it for a sh- well, I've had it since Fye closed down, so ah, middle yeah. of last year, I guess I bought it yeah. uh, on sale on Blu-ray, and I, I do want to watch it. Uh, I really, I like John Landis a lot. I like yeah. all, I like his comedies a lot, and uh, yeah. I think it, it could be good. I really love uh, what's his face who's in it, Griffin Dunn. Yeah, yeah. He's, and he's great in
1: he's it. He's awesome. So yeah.
0: I, I, I really definitely want to check it out.
1: Yeah, and it was funny, like watching them talk about that in the early 80s and, like, realizing, like, how much things have not really changed as far as that goes. Like, sex is still, like, more of a taboo thing than violence. And, like, I know the whole thing with the um, the Las Vegas thing and then now, like, just this past week with uh, the shooting in Florida, it's, like, this whole, like, thing of violence just being okay... I think like I think like that's kind of catching up to us now. Cuz you know there are people who are will still you know a school gets shot up and like you can't take away my guns, man. Yep. You can't take away my guns. Sorry to get all political and well, so boxy. But it's it's so it's it's very weird, like seeing them talk about that in the early '80s. Yeah. And like – but you
0: got to be careful also that you're not yeah, saying. Yeah. I mean, the the opposite could be. You know, I, I wouldn't be any better if, it, if if it was like they were all talking and saying, you know, we can include all the sex we want, but the minute we have a head exploding, suddenly it's in NC-17. Like I wouldn't want that either. Like yeah, I don't. That's, I that's want true. there to that's be true. pure like freedom of expression in all art forms. So I, I have no interest in, like, this, you know, any kind of censorship. And, like, yeah, yeah. Trump, Trump was saying, not to, also not to get political, we'll get off of this, I yeah, promise. Yeah. But <laughs> Trump was saying the same, like, a similar thing. He was saying, well, I mean, what their conservatives have been saying for years, that video games are too violent, that yeah, movies yeah. are too violent. I, and, yeah, uh, I heard that. And I was like, is it yeah. 1998?
2: Right. Like, are we fucking
0: serious right now? Yeah. yeah. And then he wants to arm <laughs> teachers. Like, he wants to give a bonus to teachers who will wear a gun at school. Like, are you that like you talk about causing a lot more murders? Like, yeah, teachers.
2: Not all teachers are very stable. A kid's like picking in his book sack. Oh fuck! Not They're only like, that, but like, like oh I mean, what? what about, that's
0: that's one thing. But what about the teacher who just gets mad and shoots a kid yeah. because he's pissed off? You know, I mean, like, yeah. How is this? It's, it's how very, is it safer to have I mean, more guns. That's teachers insane. are like
2: extremely stressed too. It's a high stress job. I mean, yeah. You can yeah. Only it's imagine. Fucked. It's fucked. Can only yeah. I mean, I'm
0: not uh, saying like uh, I would never carry a gun anyway. I'm a teacher and I would never carry a gun yeah. regardless. But I mean, like I'd, I would be uncomfortable if other teachers in my school were carrying guns. It's a little guns. off topic, but do, do pilots even have guns since 9-11? What do you mean pilots and
2: like, commercial and like, yeah, pilots? Yeah, commercial air, air pilots. I don't think they ever had guns. No, I'm mean, just like since like that
1: oh no, no I, I mean like, because i remember they talked about it for a little while no, i doubt it maybe like air marshals or something marshals. Where, like they yeah, air marsh but are even thing, but I even then you know like um there's there's a the whole thing about like you know a bullet goes through a plane and like the plane's <laughs> yeah. going down I've heard, yeah, yeah i've <laughs> heard that
0: like uh like the movie like non-stop is about liam neeson he's an air marshal yeah, but yeah. i've heard that like that's not accurate that they can't actually bring a gun on a plane i wouldn't I wouldn't Like think in Die so. Hard, where he has his yeah, gun in yeah. a shoulder holster, and he's, like, reaching up, and he sees it. Like, that shit doesn't happen. Maybe, like, yeah. special bullets or something. Some kind of, like, f-
1: yeah. fragment bullet. I don't Maybe, know. I, I'm well, sure I, like, at this um, point, they
0: just probably bring, like,
1: non-lethal shit, like a taser. Yeah, probably. non-lethal. Yeah. yeah, Well, like, Robin Williams was talking about, uh, like, in his comedy special in, like, 99, he was talking about, like, you could carry a four-inch blade, but, like, <laughs> after 9-11, you couldn't even carry a nail clipper. Like, <laughs> yeah. so... But yeah, so like see, seeing them discuss those things and seeing like, you know, thirty years later we're not any closer to solving these kinds of dilemmas, it's, it's like really like depressing.
0: Yeah, it's a real bummer and uh I mean yeah. you know. So yeah, it just fucking sucks and there's like there's plenty they can do about it and they just won't. So yeah. I don't know. I don't know what their answer is, but yeah. let's uh move on. One last one. Oh you got one I'm sorry.
1: <laughs> well, so I saw Black Panther this morning. Oh. And that's right. That's right. And I thought I thought it was pretty good. Mm. Uh, gave it a four. It's not a five. It's it's, it's a, a 4 its It's a s <laughs> it's a four. Well that's, well that's the thing. Like, you know you know, uh, like there's there's some CG that looks pretty shitty. Mm-hmm. Um, some of the char- some of the jokes that the characters make, it's like, okay, we get it. Let's move on. That's not original.
2: Um, As a person who hates every Marvel movie and has been burned several times, like I'm done with Marvel, and then I get re- I just get reeled in to like Doctor Strange or some bullshit. Should I see this movie? Probably not. Okay,
1: good. If you, well, if you, if you didn't, if you didn't like, um, like from what I remember about the first Kingsman, and then hearing you describe like the second one, I don't think you'll enjoy okay. it very much. Okay. Like. <laughs> Like I think I think it's uh, like there's some really there's some really good acting, um, and they do a good job with uh, Michael B. Jordan's character. Um, Chadwick Boseman is really good, um, but some of the some of the stuff does get like really goofy. Like they have like trained rhinoceroses with armor, and uh, so what what is the story here? It's like a
2: alternate history, or is it like a it's a fake country? It's a fake... Con- okay. It's, like,
0: hidden, though, right? It's, like, a hidden Yes, it's hidden. Yeah, it's, it's hidden.
1: Like, like, oh, okay. They, like. okay. Like, uh, so, the stuff that Captain America's shield is made of, Vibranium, apparently, yeah, yeah. like, a meteorite hit, like, right in the s- center of Africa and, like, okay. the tribes that settled over that land. Like, that's Wakanda. And Wakanda. so, and, like, it, like, speed, speeded up all of their, like, technology and diplomacy and et cetera oh, okay. and, like, made it, like, you know, this kind of utopian nation. Um, but they're still very isolated. And so in Civil Captain America's Civil War, uh, Black Panther's father is killed, so now he's Black Panther. And so... So now, like, he's running the kingdom, and, uh, like, this vibranium has been stolen by Andy Serkis. And so, like, they're trying to track it down, and there's... And then Michael B. Jordan's character, like, um, I mean, I guess I can spoil it for you guys. Yes. Yeah, okay. so, <laughs> there's no chance I will <laughs> so it. So it, tur- so it turns out that Michael B. Jordan is the cousin of T'Challa, Black Panther. And he wants to challenge for the throne. And, hmm. um, yeah, and then, it, you know, it's a power struggle. And, like, there have been a lot of, like, memes online about... S- like comparing this to like the Lion King, I can see it in a lot of ways. I can see it in a lot of ways. Yeah. Um. But like, yeah. So like, some of the st- some of the stuff I thought was pretty goofy. And like, honestly, like I wanted the movie to be more African. Like I think that would have benefited it a lot. Like because there's a lot of parts where it looked they pretty like, African. I well, mean, it, well, it, <laughs> I'm not gonna it lie. Could, to you. Well, it could have been more. Like, um. <laughs> Like they like alternate between English and Wakandan, you know. Oh, they have like, their own language. Yeah, oh, and like they they speak in it quite a bit. But like, I would have liked them to like have spoken in that
0: more. I thought it was ballsy just the fact that they all had African accents. Like the yeah, fact yeah, that it's like I a major Marvel agree. Hollywood yeah. movie, and they all have African yeah, yeah. accents is pretty ballsy. I Yeah. Say.
1: So like, so I gotta give it to them for being you know unique. Uh, I haven't seen Fruitvale Station. I really liked Creed.
0: Mm -hmm. Creed is great.
1: Yeah. Um, I would probably say that like, I don't know. They're two, they're two very different movies. So I don't know it's, and it's been a long time since I saw Creed. So I couldn't really make that kind of comparison, but, um, like I like, I like a lot of what they did. Um, and I'm glad that it's doing well. Um, I still people. I still think people should go out and find Spawn and Blade, but this. But I would say that this one is a pretty good successor to those. What do you mean the movies Spawn and Blade? No. Oh, I would say the animated series oh, okay. of Spawn and the movie uh, of Blade. The movie of Blade. first movie, yeah, the first movie of Blade. Stephen Norrington directed. Yeah, how'd you yeah. How
0: do you feel about Kendrick Lamar's songs in the movie? They're okay. They're
1: is they're more they're like. Is that one? I don't really remember it, honestly. Like they kind of like go in and out. And <laughs> I remember,
0: uh... <laughs> I I heard one, uh, I heard one on another podcast, uh-huh. and I actually I, the beat was insanely good. But yeah, I like I have a lot of or respect
1: or for Kendrick Lamar as uh, as a, a hip hop artist. Uh, I don't know, just this, it seemed like he was, like, going, like, more, like, modern, dancey, techno-y with a lot of the stuff. So it was like, yeah, like, and, and, like, even, like, some of the hip-hop, like, as far as, like, for Kendrick Lamar, it was pretty generic.
2: Mm, Like,
1: he has done some, you know, forward-thinking stuff, but this was kind of, like... And, you know, like, as far as I can tell, you can just hear that on, like, any rap radio Well, the way station. he raps, too, is pretty... Yeah, yeah.
2: I mean, like, the early stuff was pretty abrasive.
1: Yeah, yeah. Now it's... I don't, I don't
2: know. I haven't listened to any of his new stuff.
1: Yeah, like, I, I, mean, I didn't really care for Damn that much, but uh, To Pimp a Butterfly, I think, is an amazing album. And that's it for me.
0: All right. Um, well, let's move on to our deep dive. Uh, the film was my pick. It was uh, William Shakespeare's Romeo and Juliet from 1996, directed by Baz Luhrmann, starring Leonardo DiCaprio, Claire Danes, John Leguizamo, Pete Postlewaite, Brian Dennehy, Paul Sorvino, Diane Venora, Dash Mihok, and Harold Piranel. And uh,
2: <laughs> okay, can I put this out there? Just uh, one thing. Okay. Claire Danes. Yeah. Hot or not? Not hot at all. Okay, well, she is
0: like careful, careful.
2: Compared to DiCaprio, underage. Is she movie? really? Yeah. I mean, I'm not even like sexualizing. No. I'm just saying, like, compared to DiCaprio, <laughs> she looks so out of place to me. Oh, really? Like she looks like the most normal. I don't know. I, I don't know. I can see what you're saying. DiCaprio, DiCaprio looks DiCaprio like a look fucking supermodel. He looks like an angel yeah. in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and it's like I was like blinded by his light. I'm just like God. I just like, and, and then it just goes to her, and she's got like her hair parted in the middle. I'm just like, uh, like, what, like, what the fuck am I looking at? It probably has more to do with like it was just weird. I'm sorry. It probably I mean, has Allison a, had the same. She was like, she was like, is it me or is, or is Claire Danes like not, not enough? It not and I was like, yeah, like seriously. Yeah. What yeah. the fuck's going on?
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess I could see that a little bit. I mean I could see it in compare in comparison to him. I don't see it as like she's unattractive I mean, though. Yeah, I mean, I mean, she's it, definitely just pretty in comparison. Yeah, in comparison. How old was she when she did this? I believe she was in she was 17? sixteen or seventeen. Wow. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know that. I can look it up though. But uh what did you guys think mm-hmm. of uh, Romeo and Juliet? Which uh, as jo- Jonathan, had you seen this before? I'd seen the You'd seen the first the first twenty minutes like Right. Four times. That's right. Okay. Yeah. And then, obviously, you've seen this. I saw it
1: in high school, yeah. Oh, okay. You can go ahead, Kevin. You first.
0: <laughs> <laughs> you first.
1: You first. Uh,
0: she would have re- been 20 in 1999, which means she was, yeah, 17. Oh, okay. 17, okay. And right. DiCaprio was... He was a little bit eighteen, nineteen. Yeah, he was old enough. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting.
1: Yeah, I remember... I remember not liking this movie when I th- saw it in high school and it didn't go up for me any... Like, it just looked so gaudy and just... 90s. 90s, Beyond but like... 90s. Yeah, but like... <laughs> I don't know, like, it just... Like I like dead air, Kevin. <laughs> dead air. Just no. <laughs> I get that. No
2: <laughs> words. Just
1: <laughs> like I'm. Tr- like I. I thought Pete Postlethwaite was actually really good. Like he
0: is he, amazing. I miss he, Pete Postlethwaite. Yeah. Like, like no he, business. He business rules.
1: He's great. Yeah. But yeah. But like. Uh, but I, I remember like back when I remember when this movie came out and like you know DiCaprio and Claire Danes were like you know supposed to be like the hottest things on the planet Earth at the time. And now, like, yeah, like, uh, you know, Cl- uh, yeah, Claire Danes is, yeah, she's decent, but, like, she's not, like, she's not Olivia Hussey. <laughs> not by any means. Uh, and, yeah, That's like, a reference I, to the Zeffirelli film? The Zeffirelli film. Um, but, yeah, like, I, I just... It's... It was so... Like, the way they, like, put up all the, like, titles in front of the characters... And so like you have like um, in fair, the in fair Verona where we lay our scene thing on the TV. But then you do then you have the montage literally right after it. And it's like
0: it's like a trailer for the film at the beginning of the film. Yeah. Which yeah. I, seriously, I, can, hold, hold, hold.
2: I seriously thought, OK, on Amazon, whenever you rent the movies, or whatever it says, watch trailer. I seriously thought I fucking hit the watch trailer button. I was like, oh, wait, what the fuck? I backed out and I was like, oh. What?
0: Oh, this is the movie.
2: <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> I, I did like the intro and the outro with the TV. I love the TV. I that fucking was
0: fantastic. So good.
1: With the TV was
0: fine. It's, it's a that. genius way of 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 putting that dialogue into the film too. Having and, this TV, and I love it when it. things like come back full circle. Like it it, mm-hmm. it
2: ends the same way. I love that.
1: Yeah. Um, but yeah, like it was just it just so. Ridiculous mm-hmm. and just over the top for like no good reason, in my opinion. And like you know, I'll you know, obviously it wasn't made for me because uh, yeah, just all the. But like I didn't like Moulin Rouge either. Like I thought it was stupid. Mm-hmm. Like the You're story, like, Aus- like Australia. This, <laughs> haven't seen it. Um Strictly ballroom. No, Great Gatsby. No. Wow, this is the only Baz Luhrmann yeah, film you've
0: seen. Well. And one Moulin of, Rouge, one of, yeah. sorry. This is
2: the
1: only one I've ever seen. Yeah. Wow. Uh, but yeah, like all the, um, and yeah, just all, it's just so over the top and like, and like the story of Romeo and Juliet in, you know, just in general as a play, it was like, eh, this is all right. I mean, it's that, not. I want to piggyback that, dude. Yes. Jesus Christ. I like, it,
2: it, Romeo and Juliet itself is awful to me. I, I'm, I'm good. Yeah, but yeah, you, you you pile on the MTV like can fucking we, can machine
0: we, gun editing, like it's just like yeah, it's a nightmare. Can we exacerbate? <laughs> can we not exacerbate? Can we expand on that a little bit? Uh, why why is Romeo and Juliet terrible? It's
2: just it's so to deep. You? It, for me. It's just so ingrained in like our society that it's like it's like cartoon fodder like it's it's everywhere Mm. like you know everyone has done a version of Romeo and Juliet you know it's quoted 10 trillion times on every single thing that's ever been done yeah I don't know it's just you know I guess I don't like it
1: yeah and and I mean you know especially like you know when you're you know you have to read it in high school and then like you end up seeing like a bunch of versions of it. uh you know throughout your life and you know at at a certain point it's like okay yeah like these are teenagers in love and it's sad and at the end their parents you know like it takes them losing their children to get over to get over their quarrels but yeah i mean it just doesn't just doesn't hold if they didn't
0: their life would pay the forfeit
1: (laughs) yeah i know so says uh, captain prince yeah but yeah and like the uh like the spinning around with and with the fights and uh John Leguizamo... uh and like like I was saying before, you know, can like, we can like, we let's can he, we actually like, have tibble, criticisms here? like tibble, tibble, <laughs> Prince of Cats, and, right? And, and John Leguizamo. John, John, I mean, what is? I don't understand. I actually that. like Leguizamo. What is the criticism
0: of him in this? Is I thought he, I thought like he, I
1: thought he was I thought he was pretty ridiculous. I mean, the whole movie is is pretty ridiculous, but right? Like him, like him, like he was obviously just hamming it up. In my opinion, um. And yeah, it's just. Blah. 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 Yeah, and the. uh, (laughs) (laughs) What out there?
0: Drawn among these Hotless Hinds? (laughs) I love when he delivers the Hotless
2: Hinds. (laughs) It's just insane to me that this was made. Like, I, I don't even. This is this is from another dimension. Like it's not even. Yeah. A, this is like this is like avant-garde to me. I'll take that. Like beyond. I, like it's it's so awful. But like, I I I like sort of respect it. How fucking insanely <laughs> awful it is. <laughs> it's like it's like the antithesis of like good taste. <laughs> I mean it, 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 everything about it is awful though. Like like the, the dialogue is just jarring and like DiCaprio I love DiCaprio, but his whiny voice is just awful. He was twenty two by the way when he oh, made was. Oh was he? Game. Wow. Yeah. Um yeah the editing is just insane like the this is 300 before 300 like they're they're just like on that like fast forward slow-mo shit like just like i was gonna ask you about the speed
0: ramping how you felt about i
2: I, I am very opposed to speed ramping i fucking despise it right it is the only problem with road warrior um (laughs) uh (laughs) don't you
1: dare talk about road warrior like that (laughs)
2: love it to death but (laughs) jesus christ i hate speed ramping um yeah But it's it, yeah, no. I, you can't stop watching. It's it's insane. It's uh, I respect him for making this, but I I don't I don't really like it. I don't ever want to see it again. But uh I'm just I'm just blown away that this was made, and that this was pot. This was actually fucking popular. Yeah, it was huge. Like I mean, it's
1: yeah, and like yeah. I mean, I, I guess I don't you know. know. <laughs> there are, there are enough people out there who like legitimately liked it for what it was. Like I if mean, this was Macbeth or something, or like.
2: Something more obscure,
1: maybe, or like a different story
2: with all this mm. crazy editing shit. Like, I don't know. Like, yeah. this might actually be like fucking amazing.
1: But again, like for me, Romeo and Juliet is just boring. I don't know. Yeah. Well, I think like one of my biggest problems with it, like, there's the scene where Romeo is like just about to take the poison. She's spoiler.
0: Ob- yeah. James yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Guys. I
2: was like, I was like,
1: you, you don't see
2: that she's awake.
1: It's like she's <laughs> obviously wake. She's obviously waking up. Like she's moving underneath your body like <laughs> he's like, sitting next to her she's like he's like on top of her like he's
0: just I mean he's sitting yeah it's like a bed but there, he's like sitting on the bed next to her body she, I wish he would have offed himself with a gun she that offed would have been herself better. with a no, gun no it would have been better if he, he had would have been more abrupt. oh he, she's
1: dead fuck that actually that actually could
0: <laughs> yeah but then i i don't agree with that at all because it's like if okay well i mean obviously let me just say real quick uh since you guys are just taking turns butchering this thing i'm sorry no go ahead this is this is uh easily in my top 50 movies of all time this is a masterpiece i love this film and <laughs> i and all the things you're saying about it are the things that i love about it so i don't uh, we're gonna have to have a, ma- a massive discussion here but uh I don't agree that he should have shot himself because then you lose the... I mean, the, the why the ending is tragic of Romeo and Juliet, the play, yeah. is because he kills himself and yeah. she wakes up just as he's doing yeah. it because it's all a mistake. It's just a big mistake. Yeah. It's just a big fuck-up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know? And you lose that if he just offs himself and then she wakes up and says, like, Oh, fuck, he offed himself. I'll off myself too. <laughs> it's like you don't get that moment where... He that moment of panic and his like, I thought that was really great. Like that shot of him after right. He like right when he drinks the poison, she lifts her hand up and he grabs her hand and he just freaks the fuck out. He's like, oh, my fucking God. Like, what have I done? That's amazing. Didn't try to throw up, though. What the fuck? He's already he's already feeling the effects of it.
1: Yeah, that just what was it? <laughs> poison,
0: super poison, super poison. Yeah, apparently, because it like <laughs> like
1: course, through him, killed in him in an instant at thirty yeah, seconds. the um,
0: apothecary uh, gave him the yeah. uh, The super. I don't
1: know. Like, I think like blue poison. Like, I think the like if he did like shoot him, shoot himself, it would be an interesting thing where like he shoots himself. She wakes up from hearing the gunshot, then finds that he's killed himself, and then she offs herself. I mean, I guess I just like I said, I don't think you'd
0: get that that moment where and all the, well, and then she the, the also the lines wouldn't make any sense that she has yeah, to say yeah. like you didn't leave me a drop to to help me on my way or whatever she says right so right. it's like I mean I think that they're just they're do they're manipulating they manipulate the script quite a bit I mean the the yeah, script yeah, of the yeah. original play and they mm-hmm. leave a lot of stuff out and they yeah, yeah you know in order to make it fit this world that he's created uh, yeah you know but yeah I don't I just. <clears throat> I find this movie incredibly entertaining and really really fun to watch. It is It and is entertaining. I I love the editing. I love Baz Luhrmann's editing in all of his movies, even Moulin Rouge, which I hate. I love the editing in it. I think I love how I love his like crossfades that he does. He's like insanely quick crossfades and then and even the speed ramping, which is something I'm not a huge fan of either, but in this film and in some of his other stuff I totally get it and it works when he uses it. Like the whole – like anytime – like sometimes when he uses it for like comedic effect, like when the – When the mother walks out. Yeah, when the mother walks out and she lights her cigarette (laughs) and everything. Yeah, that's good. Like I don't mind that at all because I don't want to see a – I don't want to see a longer version of that. You know what I mean? And it it makes sense because it's like trying to take the piss out of her character a little bit, you know, because she's so big and bad at first. But then, you know, yeah, she's just like a – you know, kind of a joke I guess and, you know, she's not meant to be taken super seriously. And – I love the this the world building like the whole like the idea of changing the things in the script to not modern day because mm-hmm. this isn't happening in our reality this is Dude. clearly like a different reality, yeah, but just the the guns being called rapier and called sword and things yeah, like that's yeah. just that's just i don't know it's just really clever to me it's i mean it, just the way that they're they're realized on screen they're the guns are beautiful in this movie, they look amazing. They're all custom. I mean, I don't know. It's just like, I wonder who has those guns. Like, I want those guns, you know? <laughs> and, um, <clears throat> and the, I mean, yeah, Pete Postelweight rules. He's the only person apparently who spoke, like, the whole play is written in iambic and pentameter. Yeah. And yeah. he spoke his lines in iambic pentameter, which nobody else did apparently. Yeah. Well, I mean, he's just fucking great he's amazing he rules and i i could have used a lot more brian dennehy in the movie which is (laughs) which is another fault i guess of the film yeah but paul sorvino is amazing in it too and i forgot he was in it as much as he is yeah yeah like he's fantastic and you just never see these guys anymore because they're all fucking really really fucking old yeah but i love the i love all the kind of homage you know the spaghetti western kind of stuff especially at that that first gunfight at the gas station all of the music cues there and the way they film it, the way they film, like, uh, like people's boots and stuff walking around yeah. and people's feet. And it's very, like, Sergio Leone on purpose. And I even like Jamie Kennedy when he's doing his whole, like, he licks his nipple <laughs> and everything. That's, that shit's amazing. It's, a, it's great. And uh, for me, Leguizamo is, like, this is peak on This is it's this <laughs> and Carlito's way. And I'll, I'll you give you out. that. I I, <clears throat> I love on And, and the scene when he Mercutio's death scene is <clears throat> talk about a master class. For me, this is a master class in direction, editing, and tension building. Like the scene is insane. Like fr- starting from when they arrive and it's like you just see them driving around in the background mm-hmm. and they're like, we better get out of here. And then they show up and there's like that ridiculous, like they're like, they're like running side, like sideways and like yelling at each other, Aah! you know, like they're about to fight. And, uh, it's very really like West side story ish, you know, and, uh, like they're almost like they're dancing or something. And then that
1: just, was probably on purpose as well.
0: Sure. And then all the, uh, just the, the lines in that, like, I, I'm one of these, I, I'm, I'm a person who I, I, I can agree with you on the, on Jonathan, on the idea that. Roman and Juliet is very played out, right? And that's fine. Mm, I agree. Yeah. I mean, it's like a very well worn story. Okay, but that doesn't take away for me. Just like the incredible genius of Shakespeare's wording of oh, of I course. Mean, I mean, it's yeah, insane. Of Some of the yeah. stuff that this the like these little like analogies that he puts into well, the dialogue. I, I is remember amazing. Uh,
2: one was like uh, Claire Dane says like chop his body up and spread it into the sky or something like that yeah. like, I, I don't know what it was I've been butchering it but it was something like that I was like D- who the fuck thinks of that like exactly. it's like the most insane <laughs> like <laughs> yeah but, um, uh, I'm with you on that uh, yeah, and I also think of, like, if you're gonna do anything like this like Shakespeare or you know something classic like this you you, you do need to do something insane at this point you have to do something original yeah and the only way to do that is to make something like this <laughs> <laughs> At this point, I mean.
0: So, like, there's this line when... Which I've never noticed before. I've seen this movie a hundred times. I've never noticed this line. And Rome, it's right after the famous uh Wherefore art thou Romeo? And they they fall mm. in the pool and everything and they're talking. Mm. And she goes back upstairs and he's just, like, can't walk away yet. And he's just looking and he just starts talking to himself, you know? And he says... He says, A lover goes toward his beloved as enthusiastically as a schoolboy leaving... No, that's, that's... I'm sorry. This is like the... This is No Fear Shakespeare. My bad. I want to read the actual <laughs> line. <laughs> no fear. Here it is. Sorry. He says, uh, Love goes toward love as schoolboys bo- from their books, but love from love towards school with heavy looks. Like, how good is that? I, I don't know. I was just like blown away by that. I was like, It like, took me a second when I was watching. I was like, I think they said like process. You do what have he to process. Like, I, I was that, like, like, That's great. Like, that's a great <laughs> line. Yeah, and I, I, I'm not sure. I'm not like I don't think I think Shakespeare, especially this, which is a very accessible Shakespeare play, uh, it, it works in the in that context. Like you couldn't do this, I don't think, with like it's the reason why like Kenneth Branagh's Hamlet is not as successful as this film because it's not mm-hmm. an hour and forty minutes, and it's not uh, it's a lot heavier. You know, yeah, it's yeah. like it's a lot more complicated and convoluted in some ways. Mm-hmm. And this is, like, strictly... Like, you've seen this story a million times, like Jonathan said. Like, this is West Side Story. And this is... Uh, uh, what is that movie? Deuces Wild with uh, <laughs> with uh, Norman Reedus and, and uh, Stephen Dorff. And, I mean, this, is, this has been made into a movie, like, a million times. Yeah, like, yeah. This idea of, like, you know, the two rival factions and the boy and the girl fall in love with each other. Yeah, you know? yeah. But in this way, I think this is the most successful, in my opinion, of it. Because it doesn't take away the dialogue. You still get everything that's great about Shakespeare, but you also get, you know, this to me, a very, very interesting aesthetic world that he's created mm. with just really cool, good looking people.
2: I, I will say <laughs> like, uh, the end, whenever DiCaprio enters the chapel or where she's laid out yeah. and I'm like, this shit still looks good. Like oh, it doesn't yeah. look dated or it doesn't look, I mean, it, like the, all, neon, the crosses neon crosses and the, uh, and uh, the yeah. candles looks it's amazing. really good. And, uh, I can't help but feel like this movie is like inspired by like like anime or something. It just it's so like bombastic and just mm-hmm. like
0: out of control. I don't know. Like it just I don't know. Yeah. What did you guys think of I mean, obviously not liking the film very much, but what did you guys think of like the musical choices that they I mean, like, obviously, like, the famous, like, Love Fool is a big deal in this movie, yeah. I guess. Even though it's really not in the movie very much. But, um... Yeah. And then Talk Show Host, which they play twice, actually, in the film, which I didn't realize until this Yeah, yeah. And they're launching. playing
1: that, uh, the, uh, first, um... piece from Amadeus. Oh, yeah, uh, that's right. Uh, that's right, yeah. yeah. Symphony 25 in G minor. Right. That's That's playing... Whenever she's
0: looking for,
1: uh, Juliet,
0: the mother yeah. is looking for
1: Juliet. Juliet! Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. What about, uh, and then, um... Well, I mean, did you guys like you guys like those songs or those good tracks? Are they work in this movie or not?
1: To be honest, like I, uh, I didn't remember a lot of the music that was in the movie. Like, I remember the uh, the Mozart piece because, like, that same class we had watched Amadeus in, and uh, and I was like waiting for uh, exit music for a film to come up, but uh, I remember in hot fuzz when they're doing they're doing their romeo and juliet scene like it go, like, the curtain goes down after they're both dead and then the cast is singing love me love me say that you love me <laughs> and then it's only in the movie for like maybe 2 seconds right it's not in the movie really yeah at all. so um but yeah I, I don't know like i didn't really notice the music that much honestly no, really? not really. Um, really i was i was waiting for Loveful but uh yeah yeah, I just
0: like I love I mean I think Talk Show Hosts is is the it rules. It's a great song. And uh I mean Loveful is like whatever, but yeah. yeah, I just um I don't know. What about uh BB Glazer? Did you notice her in the movie? Yes. Okay, yeah, she was on the TV, mm-hmm. the Fraser's agent from Fraser. Oh that's right, yeah, yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah, so. I yeah. I make you rich. I make you rich, Fraser.
0: <laughs> She's great. And yeah. um I, I guess I guess, you know, speaking of Mercutio's death, but I, I thought that the actor who played Mercutio was amazing too, Harold Perrineau. Yeah, I guess, right? Who is also in The Edge and some other movies, and uh, yeah, uh, I, The right, Matrix. Oh yeah, that's right. The, the, the sequel, Yes, yeah. that's where I. Okay, that's yeah. where I've seen
2: him before. He's like,
0: really <laughs> terrific in this, I think. And, and that, like I said, in that scene, just those, just that scene. I mean, a lot of the, all pretty much all the credit has to go to Shakespeare, just because, like I, I love those. I love that Le Tybalt comes up and says, you know, like my favorite line of the entire film, play, whatever is. Uh, The love I bear thee can afford no greater term than this. Thou art a villain. Yeah. Like that's that's amazing. (laughs) That's like his confrontation to Romeo and Romeo's saying, I'm not I'm not a villain, you know, I'm I'm your friend. I love you. I like I'm dating your cousin, you know, and like then, I'm married to you. Right, 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 right. And, like, he's, and you know. he's getting more and more pissed off. Yeah. yeah. And Romeo is just refusing to go into it. And he offers him his gun and everything. And it's like, have satisfaction. Says, be satisfied. Yeah. Be satisfied. Be satisfied. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what it was. Yeah. And then he satis- me of <laughs> <Linden>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And then he, um, just the whole, like right after that, when he kicks him and I'm, I mean, I'm sure you guys aren't paying as much attention to this as I am, because this is like, this is my scene This is like, I'm so, I'm so into the scene, but mm. when he kicks him, like he's just like two like two feet from the screen. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, I'm just jerking it <laughs> madly. No, but uh, when he kicks him, like he flies off the stage onto the ground, yeah. and, and yeah, then that music yeah. starts like, dun, 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 and then uh, they cut to like the the like the kids like running through, like everybody's coming to see the fight. Yeah, yeah. it's just I, it's just amazing to me. I don't know. It's just a great like so well done. And then he's you know kicking him and shit, and Harold Perrineau gets in there and. It's killed, but it's it's and then, the, and then his whole you know tis a scratch, tis a, just a scratch. You
1: yeah, <laughs> Why came amazing. You between
0: us, I was hurt beneath your arm. Exactly, yeah. amazing, amazing. And um, Paul Rudd, hysterical as always when he's dancing with Claire Danes, and he's like he's like doing all the ridiculous dance moves. I can't take him seriously. Like, you, no. I I like that he's in the movie. Because he's not in it very much, but if he was in it anymore, I would probably get annoyed by the fact that he, cause he's just so funny. Like, yeah. he can't help but being funny. Like, he has that line where he says, On Thursday next, I'll rouse thee. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> the way he delivers it is ridiculous. I just can't, I can't deal.
2: Yeah, pretty much everything he's in, he's a fucking joke. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah
0: clueless like, it's a fucking joke <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'd say clueless is probably his most like somber serious thing but even then i'm yeah, just like yeah. this guy's a fucking tool yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> they had like uh, the trailer for the new uh, ant-man was before black panther and it's like yikes yeah nah. the new the, it looks brutal It looks really bad. Who was brutal? (laughs) I didn't even see the the first one. I was like, no, like I don't like Paul Rudd in general. Like I don't think he's funny. Uh, So yeah, I just didn't do that.
0: Diane Venora plays the mother, who is the uh, Al Pacino's wife in Heat. Uh, Was she cast
1: only because her last name is an anagram of Verona? Interesting. Maybe. Did y'all also catch that she was like obviously like really into tybalt yeah they were making out at one point right yeah yeah at the party yeah and she's like crying a little too hard whenever yeah, she's dead. really freaks out
0: when when she punches, yeah when like, she i thought that was body. a weird
1: weird touch to add it is extreme but it's i i don't i don't mind i think it's kind of cool it's like I uh, mean, it's you know it's whatever it's not it's especially challenging but it's like right like why yeah like all this other stuff going on like why do we need this too I guess...
0: Okay, so... Well, uh, one more thing that's positive for me is I really love the close-ups in the film. Like how almost every scene has a close-up where it's literally bottom of the lip, top of the eyebrow. Like you don't... Like it's not even the whole face. You know what I mean? Mm. And I really think that that's good. I don't know. I just like it aesthetically. I think it's really interesting and uh, it really pulls me in. But if I had a couple of negatives for this, which I, I do, oddly enough, even though I love this movie, but the... Uh, well, I'll just talk about one real quick, which is not a big deal. It's kind of a nitpick. But the freeze frame at the end, I hate. I hate the freeze frame. Mm. Right before it cuts back to the TV, it's yeah. like a freeze frame of them in the water, I think. It's brutal. Like, it makes... I don't know why anybody would ever end anything on a freeze frame. Don't freeze anything. It There's looks a lot bad. of post
2: slow mo too. Like, oh, God. I just can't. <laughs> I, that makes me cringe.
0: Mm. And anyway. <laughs> the other thing the other thing is more of a, uh, I think it's a problem with uh, the film... Being modernized <clears throat> is the letters to Mantua segment. Just the idea that he's yeah, sending yeah. these letters to Mantua, and it's like you probably just pick up a phone and call the guy, right? Or yeah. like, and it's and it's also really frustrating because it's like, like it's not frustrating in the way it should be. It should be frustrating as like, oh, this is so tragic. He he's not getting the letter, and he's not he doesn't understand. But it's like it, these scenes where you see the letter in the door and then it like pans over and he's like hitting baseballs in the back. He just seems like an idiot. <laughs> like, you know yeah. what I mean? I was like, yeah, I don't yeah. want to think of this. This guy as like a total fucking moron now because you know what I mean? It's like, I've been following him the whole movie. I like, yeah. him. I don't want to think of him in a negative way now, but he's just kind of like an, an idiot, you know?
1: Yeah. Well, I guess that's the whole, like the you know, folly of youth or right. whatever, yeah. but, uh, but, and also like, you know, sort of modern times, like they didn't embalm Juliet for the funeral. Oh, they, and, and they also like just leave her body.
0: Yeah, that's a good point. I could, although I could, still so, I could sort of be like, I could sort of see that as in like this, again, this yeah, is I mean, not reality. This is exactly, their yeah. world. So that they have different traditions maybe yeah, or whatever, yeah. but I mean, I don't know. And I also had a little bit of a, I mean, I know they're super nitpick, but I, I, I really don't like the kids singing uh, when doves cry. I hate no. that shit. And he's like, his mouth is like trembling. Ah, I just like, oh, it's just like this kid thinks he's the shit uh, and he's, he's he thinks he's hot shit and he's cold diarrhea is what the deal is. Yeah. He's terrible. Yeah. (laughs) So I'm not, I wasn't into that, but other than that, I think this thing is amazing and I'm a big fan of it. Five. And yeah, it's a five out of five. Damn. Easily. Wow. Easily. Jesus And you have to understand Okay, this is what you have to understand, though About this And I was going to say this about Bad Lieutenant And then I forgot But mm. You have to understand Like, like okay Kevin watches Bad Lieutenant for the first time Right? Uh-huh. Yeah. And you give it a three? Three and a half Three and a half Right? I'm coming at this thing Having seen it a dozen times Right? Right Like, I've seen Bad Lieutenant multiple <coughs> times And the first time I saw it It might have been a three and a half I don't remember, like, being blown away by it the first time Yeah But when the first time I saw it I was very, very young but it's like there's a there's a nostalgia that's built up, too, and that's part of your rating. Mm-hmm. It can't not be, you know, because your rating is oh, subjective. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, so yeah. this movie, I saw this movie in 97, probably, whenever it came out on VHS. Right. My brother was into it. We watched it all the time. And I remember, like, liking it for a long time. So it's like, you know, it's got all that weight with me in addition to... I mean, I do like the stuff. Objectively, I like the stuff. I mean, like... I'm not going to say like that's that's the only reason I like it. I really like all the other stuff. I love the editing and I love the uh, most of the acting and Mm -hmm. all that stuff. But yeah, there's there's definitely a nostalgic weight to it that factors into my five out of five. Yeah, okay. But ratings for you guys, I got to go one. Ouch! Fuck!
1: I'm
2: going half star. No, (laughs) two and a half. Nice. It's not. It's not. It's not a bad movie, but it's. I, I, it's just not for me That's It really okay. isn't for me Yeah That's But I, I Again I will I, I appreciate It existing Yeah It's just A very strange movie I appreciate you watching it
0: Even though I had to force you to By giving you the podcast Yeah it took about 20 years Yeah uh, <laughs> I No We tried to watch it that one time At Rustin's house I remember And you were just like Not having it And I was like You don't, you don't like this It's <laughs> awesome <laughs> Oh boy
1: No Yeah
0: <laughs> I really don't. Also, I guess. I guess another tiny nitpick. We'll move on after this. But uh, Dash Mihawk as the uh, cousin Benfolio. Oh. how he's how they change cousin to cuz sometimes. Mm-hmm. I really hate right. that shit. Like uh, that's a little ridiculous. Yeah. Because yeah. like they're speaking in a in an in an antiquated like way. That's the 90s. Why why have this one moment where he's speaking normally? You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Just call him cousin. Cuz what's, what's, what's wrong, cuz? <laughs> it's just like, <laughs> it's kind of brutal. But, yeah. um, yeah, so, uh, I also really like the words on the screen. So this, <laughs> I really do. I really like how they, hey, inter- I, mean, I like how they introduce all the characters. I mean, saying, like, speaking of freeze frames, I mean, they, I like those freeze frames where they freeze on like, on like Tybalt smoking and they freeze on, uh, when Benvoli says, uh, stop fools you know not what you do and he's pointing the gun and they stop and he's like pointing the gun that's, yeah. uh, that's awesome I, mean, I, I love how the gun his gun is like a little crucifix hanging from the clip too yeah <laughs> yeah that shit rules and when Jamie Kennedy I'm sorry I'm just gushing now when <laughs> Jamie Kennedy is saying is, uh, I will bite my thumb at the, with, at him which is an insult to him if he bears it and then yeah, he bears yeah. it and then the guy's like did you bite your thumb at me sir and, and, then, and, he's, and he's like uh, I serve as greatest master as you and he says that he's like shaking his gun like showing, like I have a fucking gun. Like you know? yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we'll fight. I don't want to fight you. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, uh, "Is the law on our side if I say I?" And he's like, "No." <laughs> he says, "I did bite my thumb, but not at you, sir." It's that's, that's amazing. Such tension, such scary, scary stuff for a kid, especially when I was younger. I remember being like really freaked out by that guy. By I forget they name him in the in the film. I don't know if he's actually named in the play. I, I don't remember. They say what is. <clears throat> I forget. Abra. A Capulet. Oh, right, right. Yeah. That guy was scary as fuck to me when I was a kid. He had, like the, he had the, the grill that says sin. Yeah. <laughs> that guy's fucked up, man. Anyway, uh, well, that's going to do it for our deep dive. So uh, we've got a bit of feedback from our good friend Rustin. He sent in an email this morning. Oh, okay. Interesting. Uh, he says, so you're not having the greatest of days and you feel like watching something to raise your spirits up. If all or any of you guys have a film in mind that you go to what is it keep up the good work gentlemen so he wants to know about a movie that cheers us up i guess when we're down hmm and for me i mean i guess i'll just say i mean for me it would be something like like high fidelity would be one just like something that's like really easy easily digestible very funny and also has a catharsis to it like that movie is funny and everything but it's also got like these sad moments and the character of uh, Rob is, like, learning throughout the film to be, like, a better person. Mm-hmm. I don't know. That kind of thing gets me going. I'm, you know, that wouldn't. I'd know. have
2: to go, like, full-blown comedy. Okay. And just no,
0: no holds barred. Such as?
2: Jackass the movie? <laughs> yeah. Or, like, Step Brothers or something. I don't know. Just something just absolutely fucking the stupid. The broadest
0: comedy you yeah. can find. Just yeah, no. Yeah. Dumb and dumber.
2: I don't know if that holds up. It's been a long time. I mm. I don't even know if Step Brothers holds up. Okay, wait, 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 well, wait, I don't wait. Know. what was that about? Like, how can Dumb and Dumber not hold? No, you no, you're right. <laughs> I, I I agree. With you. It probably does. But I mean, it's if been. You were mean, about, it's, if
0: you were about to start talking shit about Dumb and Dumber, it was going to be my next pick. So, <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, I
1: love Dumb. and Like, I do too. In my mind, I love it, but like, I, I don't know. It's been well, like my a bro- long my brother time. and I. My like we like uh we quoted a lot. You know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. uh, you know. You've had this pair of extra gloves this whole time. <laughs> yeah. We're in the Rockies. <laughs> I'm going to kill you. What? I'm going to kill you, Lloyd. <laughs> it's amazing. Yes. Uh,
0: yeah. Just something fucking stupid. When he drives, when he's in the limo. And he sees, uh, and, he, and he's like driving by, and he's watching her go. Away. He's like, "Goodbye, my love!" And he like slams into the next car, and the airbag pops. And he's like, he's like dragging there, he's like trying to get.
1: Uh.
2: No, hands down, hands down. The, the, the funniest shit to me is the end when he, when he fucking pulls the.
0: Gun. Oh, it's amazing! <laughs> the,
1: yeah. He's gotta go. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it's incredible <laughs> And then when he wakes up When she wakes up he's like, Lloyd Lloyd He goes huh <laughs> and he's, like, he's like looking down Like he's imagining it <laughs> It's so good That's so good uh, We really should review a comedy on here Like a full blown comedy yeah. At
1: some point Because that's, that's, that's a lot of yeah, fun yeah. For We got to no about food him. We got no jobs <laughs> Our pets' heads are falling off
0: <laughs> It's amazing Yeah I was just actually reading today About Jim Carrey Um I, was yeah. watching, I watched a short video About uh, of a uh, Paul Thomas Anderson was on some podcast or something, and he was talking about how funny Jim Carrey is. Mm. And uh, How great would that be? I know, right? But he was talking uh. about how so, how funny Jim Carrey is, and, and the host was like, oh, he was starting naming all the movies. He was like, yeah, like The Mask and Dumb and Dumber and Ace Ventura. And, and the host was like, yeah, that was like, those are like the three biggest movies that year. And I was like, those movies didn't come out in the same year. They all fucking came out in 94. Like, yeah. that is a huge year. Like, to have those How did three anyone films, survive? I know, right? <laughs> Yeah. Like, that's nuts.
2: It's just wheeling corpses out of the theater. <laughs> yeah, like...
0: It's insane to think about, though. I mean, like... Yeah. Those are, like, seriously three of the funnier movies he's been in, and they're all in the same year? That's insane. That's yeah, nuts. That really is nuts.
1: <clears throat> but, uh, yeah, so, I mean, I don't know. A movie that cheers you up, Kevin? Well... My favorite movie of all time, Life of Brian. Like I, you know, I can, I can watch, I can watch that any time and just sti- like, still like uh last time when I saw it at a uh, Perkins Row. Like I'm, you know, like mouthing the lines. Like <laughs> I don't, I don't care. Like it, you know, like there's like maybe one or two people in the theater. You know, sitting there. <laughs>
0: I would also say there's something. Mildly cathartic to me About extreme violence In movies Like it, especially if it's like silly So like a Like a Django Or Inglorious Bastards Kind of thing Like Yeah yeah Like when there's something yeah. When there are like Incredible squibs on screen yeah, It yeah. really It makes me happy I, I <laughs> yeah. love it And so like <laughs> Even like something like Dread Or like any of these movies With like Like Robocop You know what I mean Like uh. Just watching that guy get annihilated by ED two hundred nine is like very, very good for me. I, I, it I makes really... me laugh out loud. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> like it, it's and it so makes me absurd. Laugh. It makes me laugh. Exactly. It's fr- it comes from a point of absurdity. It's not because it's funny. It's because it's a. It's like it's like it's like a combination. Of it's awesome and it's totally ridiculous. <laughs> you just have to laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. So I hope that answers Rustin's question. Uh, write write back to us soon. And if you guys uh, want to write to us. Our email address is feedback at filmyacpodcast.com. Mm-hmm. Um, so our next episode is going to be Jonathan's pick. And Jonathan, pre-show, was talking about an Alex Garland double bill. Let's see what he thinks now. I wish I had a dice to roll. Um <laughs> flip a coin? Yeah. No. Uh, I've got 20-sided die in my bag right now. <laughs>
2: let's, let's do the double. Let's watch Ex Machina. Rewatch Ex Machina. Rewatch Ex Machina. Okay. And then... We're going to see a We're all going to go see a In the theater.
0: Okay, so that'll be our show next week. We're going to do... Y'all Sunday?
1: Uh, yeah, I'm off Sunday, but i am got a full plate. Damn, all right. Will you be able to see it? Annihilation? At some point, yeah. Okay, cool. Uh,
0: so we'll watch Annihilation, we'll watch Ex Machina again, and uh, we'll be back with episode 26 next week. Is there anything else you'd like to add to that? Uh, I might try to watch Sunshine again. Okay. Uh...
2: If you guys, one of you guys, want to watch, I'm going like to watch. I'm going to watch The Beach because the I beach, haven't seen The okay. Beach in a long
0: time, and I really want to okay. rewatch.
2: It. Uh, we can just have a huge discussion about him. That'd sure. be cool.
0: Sure, and I might rewatch Dread because I've got that Mondo Steel book that's just been sitting there, and I, I need to watch it.
1: Yeah, Jones. I, and... I literally, uh, I ordered the Blu-ray uh, yet like two days ago, and it just came in today. So I will probably be watching Dread again soon. Yeah, awesome. Man. It's fucking amazing. So. Yeah. Uh,
0: yeah, so that'll be our next show. Uh, thanks for listening. Visit our website at com. Visit our blog, which is on that website. Uh, like us on Facebook for information about our show. I don't know. We just pretty much post the episodes on there. But, yeah, you know, uh, thanks for listening. We really appreciate it. And until next time, have a good one.
1: Yeah, him who's the thick-ass Scottish accent, Richard.